0: Let's get started I guess. we'll do just a quick intro and we we'll, we'll get into it and we can you know we, I, I want to hear some, uh, some some stories about the past year of multi-chain net operation because I think uh, that'll be a good time. So uh, if anyone wants to come up and share some stories about that, let's do that but let's just do just a quick intro first. Uh, I'm familiar Cal with nine realms.
1: I'm Chad Thoreau, a uh, Thorchain community member and
2: uh, Thorswap content creator. And I'm Chad uh Barreford. I'm one of the uh core devs on the uh blockchain core protocol.
0: Yes, yeah, so Chad, first off, uh last week Bitcoin Miami conference, how did your panel go? That that video was quite something.
2: Yeah, I, I think overall it was um kind of fun. I mean it was a bit weird because like um for whatever reason the, the person that organized the Bitcoin conference at Bitcoin magazine just wanted to throw me into the the sidechains panel and I wasn't gonna like you know, argue with him on this or like, you know, I'm just thankful he's given me a spot anywhere. Right. Cause they don't typically allow somebody like myself, uh, who, you know, build another coin to, to be a part of that, but being, we're unique in the sense that like, uh, because we interact with layer one Bitcoin, you know it's it's a bit different than everything else in the space, and so it's maybe a bit more appropriate for us than it is for any random project out there. Uh, yeah, I, I would have preferred to be a part of, to some degree, to be, be a part of the uh, Bitcoin Dex conversation that took place, which I was in the audience for that one. I, I caught at least half of that, unfortunately. Oh, really? I didn't
0: even know that there was a Dex conversation because uh, that seems extremely relevant <laughs> compared to a sidechain
2: conversation. Yeah. I, and after I watched it, I kind of was happy that I was not a part of it to some degree just because uh, the um, the uh, like moderator of the conversation, uh, this woman, like B++, she's just like this is very... I mean, she made it very clear in the, in the talk and you can find it online if you go onto YouTube... uh, Like the whole thing, but like uh, they she made it very clear that she was just like a hardcore Bitcoiner, like really hard maxi. And like, I think actually, Mogarki, if he's in the audience, I don't think he's in the audience, but like, Mogarki went up to her after the chat and he was just like, Oh, hey, like, you know, you know, why didn't you have Thorchain on here or like some question about Thorchain? And she just kind of like swung her hand, like her like backhand, like across across his, not like hit him, but like, just kind of like shoot him away. Like we're only Bitcoiners here or some really kind of dismissive and like rude kind of response. Uh, and so I can't imagine what would have happened if I was actually on stage and a moderator was just like jumping down my throat in some sense (laughs) or whatever. But I found it to be a little bit comedic because like the people that were on the stage were like, you know, um, the guy, Mike, I think Mike Mike Brock or Mike Block or whatever his name was from like I think it's square or, or Twitter that did the uh the DID stuff of finding of matching crypto bitcoin buyers versus bitcoin sellers and then using a centralized mechanism to actually do the trade and then there was like um what's the name of the other one um, I can't remember the name of it goddamn I wish I remember the name. Where you can buy Bitcoin with like dollars, but it's it's somewhat decentralized, but like you can get rug cold. Uh fuck. what's it called? God damn it, can't remember. Anyways, the, the like the people they had on stage was like not really quite none of them were DEXs at all. And so it was a little bit comedic that like we had a Bitcoin talk about Bitcoin DEXs and like none of them on stage were actually DEXs. And the one thing that is a DEX that trades like Bitcoin, like the dude was sitting in the audience. (laughs) That just seemed funny to me.
0: Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, so if there's a DEX panel, but no other tokens are allowed. Uh, what do you trade your Bitcoin with? It is just you just trade one Bitcoin for another Bitcoin in a decentralized way? Or?
2: No, the, the only thing they can do is like trade with fiat, I guess, which which doesn't break the Bitcoin the Bitcoin Maxi paradigm, which is a little bit funny because uh, they allow trades with like dollar fiat, but not like USDC or T or UST or anything else. But like it just it didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I'm just I was just watching out of amusement more than anything else.
0: Just yesterday, I was watching uh, Michael Saylor's interview with uh, with Lex Friedman on uh, Lex's podcast, and he's talking about the different layers of Bitcoin. You know, uh, you know, layer one just being the core chain, layer two being things like the Lightning Network, anything that uses Bitcoin as the gas asset. And then he was, you know, and then he went on to go like. like layer threes, which are basically just the exchanges where you can move things instantly for free. I was thinking like, you know, ThorChain is awful, awful lot like a layer. It's between layer one and a half and two and a half, but it's not two. (laughs) It's very, very interesting in that way because we have, you know, our own uh, like synthetic Bitcoin that you can move around like insanely cheap, insanely fast and fully redeemable for a real Bitcoin. Or you could just trade Real bitcoins on Thorchain, so it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting that we just really don't fit in any of the the, the paradigms that kind of go along with the industry, which is a lot of the unique value proposition of Thorchain. Uh, in that it, it's so different than any other major uh, project, because it's not it's not a, a regular layer one. It's not just an improvement on on bitcoins, an improvement on uh, the space as a whole. We kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I thought it was an interesting conversation.
2: Yeah, I mean, in some ways. It is a layer one because it's got a layer one thing. And if you like just kind of turn the cube a little bit and look at it from a different angle, it's not a layer one. It's kind of a side chain, but not a side chain. And it's the kind light of like a layer two, but not quite a layer two either. It is this weird kind of thing where it just kind of fits in, many different boxes but none of the boxes simultaneously
1: <laughs> yeah i thought that was one of the funny things about um that that segment that got posted everywhere <laughs> um it's just like the uh like the obsession over the semantics of a side chain and like how you're saying like why were you even on this particular panel and just such an over like just too much attention focused on like definitions and fitting things into boxes and kind of like ignoring this like first principles ground up like next step thinking and redesigning something. that just kind of gets ignored because it's like, oh, that doesn't that doesn't fit into my boxes that I have already. like what is that? I don't understand. it can't be real. <laughs> and it, it seems like a lot of this misunderstanding kind of stems from that. It's like this doesn't fit. This doesn't fit this old paradigm. Therefore, I don't understand it. Therefore, I don't care. <laughs> and unfortunately, in that, a lot of people seem to be missing like the the elephant in the room that is that is Thorchain and that just the irony of a of a Dex panel not talking about it. It's like like you were saying, cow. It's like like what is a what is a Bitcoin only Dex? Like a, I, I guess I guess fiat, but that doesn't that doesn't really help this whole problem of of detaching from that.
2: Yeah, and the irony of that is that Bitcoin used to be that like where Bitcoin didn't fit into those boxes and people dismissed it. But like, you know, Bitcoiners saw that value anyway and they believed in it and they bought it and, you know, and now they're doing well with it, you know? And so it's kind of ironic, like you were just in this place yourself, you know, years ago when Bitcoin was relatively new and you're trying, still trying to, it didn't fit any boxes. You're trying to argue for its use case and it's why it's valuable, why it's different and why we should pay attention to it and these things. And now, you know, we as a, as a project and as a community, we're kind of in a similar boat. Like we're, we're fitting into a new space that doesn't really quite fit the old boxes, but it provides significant value and, and rethinks the entire industry in many respects. And we're trying to get people to kind of rethink themselves. And they're, they're struggling to do it. You know, they just did it a few years ago, <laughs> which is a bit funny, right? Um, one thing I I wish I had said in that side thing, I just didn't occur to me until later. Uh, was that like, you could maybe an argument for why ThorChain is a side chain. Is that like, that you can interact with it and do things with it without using an, another or ultimate coin, right? You can swap, you can add liquidity, you can withdraw liquidity. Eventually you'll take out loans and like, Get like savings and interest accounts on your Bitcoin. And so you can do all of those things without ever touching any other asset other than Bitcoin or paying gas or another asset or any, any of these things. So maybe that is an, 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 another way of thinking about what a sidechain is. It's something like you don't need to acquire another chain or another asset or another wallet even to interact with these services, which is part of the Bitcoin. Framework to some depending on depending on how you want to look at
3: it. Yeah, that's a great point, Chad. And uh, just jumped up here for a second. I think you were trying to think of Bisk uh, as far as the, yes, Bisk. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Bisk is cool. You know, there's uh, definitely a need for that in the space, like for people that don't have bank accounts or don't want to use bank accounts. You know, that's a cool product. But it it was pretty amazing to me to see like uh, the promotion of literally the U.S. Postal Office website as an exchange but then saying that ThorChain isn't sufficiently decentralized, you know, or that's not Bitcoin only, so we can't use that. It's like, okay, so you guys can use the government hosted host, host on a centralized server, but you can't use 100 anonymous decentralized nodes because, I don't know. It's just pretty Wait, amazing.
0: Ba- back up. How is the U.S. Postal Service a DEX again? Uh, so experience- you- <laughs>
3: you can mail people um, a postal money order and then they will send you bitcoin through bisk so that's their version of a dex
2: yeah but then like it's so easy to get because everything happens outside of a blockchain there's like no way to actually ensure that anything ever actually really happens right like, well d- just... didn't
3: you hear that the post office has a great website where you can check the status of the money orders? <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. But like, I can go ahead. And a tracking number.
2: That that helps, I guess. I mean, I can just sell Morgarky, you know, a money order and hopefully he sends me the Bitcoin. And I think he right. said on stage, that, like they have a mechanism that, that happens and, um, I can make a claim, and then somebody somebody else pays for it, or I don't know. Like, I did, I, I didn't quite wrap my head around it, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I just thought if it's anything was pretty... like
0: regular USPS parcel delivery, uh, that shit's getting there like three weeks later with with no box, like <laughs> crushed in on the side. If the of money <laughs> decides to bring it to you.
3: I also thought it's a little bit naive to think like we're going to escape the world of KYC and identity tracking by using the government's website. Like, okay.
1: as long as there's not another coin involved that's all that
2: really matters (laughs) let's get our priority straight first gentlemen so what happened again with that lady that d++ lady that like shooed you away when you asked her a question
3: oh yeah so after the quote-unquote dex panel i was just like you know this is pretty weird i didn't even know you were in the room but i just walked up to her and i said Oh, you know, uh, I was pretty surprised. I was friendly. I was was pretty surprised to hear no mention of Thorchain on a a supposed DEX panel. And she just gave me a rude hand wave, like get out of my face and just walked away. Like, and she she just said, we're Bitcoin only. Okay, so what is a DEX? (laughs) What is a DEX when you have one chain? I, I don't even understand that.
2: It's a buzzword yeah well it's not a dex obviously i mean what what um that guy mike uh mike Block i think or breaker the other day, the guy's name was was talking about like that's not a dex dude decentralized identity is, is barely even decentralized and i i don't really honestly get the point all that much i guess better than nothing i suppose but it's just like in the in the end it's still it's still not a dex and it's everything in the end everything's still centralized and in the end, in the end everything's still like has a significant layer of trust that you just have to ensure you don't get fucked. Like, I don't know, man, it's just, it's just a little bit disappointing that that we've had this thing out for a year trading billions of dollars of Bitcoin, real Bitcoin transactions, everything verifiably true and not so much like bullshit trade volume that you see on centralized exchanges sometimes, but like real trade volume. And yet people are still kind of dismissing the project to some degree. It's a little bit like, You guys are so annoying.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember who said it on Twitter the other day, but I thought it was amazing. Like, eventually, you're going to get the brown pill, the rune pill, and it's going to have to be shoved up your ass.
0: That was Smith. Yeah, that's
3: Smith. (laughs) I missed that, but that's great.
0: That's
2: hilarious.
0: (laughs) So uh, Mogarki and Chad, while you guys are up here, I want to hear a little bit about, uh, like, i don't know if you remember your guys thoughts a year ago after launching uh casnet but uh you know what were things looking like from uh from your guys end about uh you know just like the general state of things so this is like as things were really uh launching this is like the, the first liquidity being added to uh ChaosNet. i'm sure there was a bunch of small little problems in in, in the back so uh yeah Oh, what, what were you guys' thoughts about a year ago, right right after the launch? Did you think we'd be here today with over uh, a billion in in TVL?
2: I mean, uh, for me, I, I had no context of like what the TVL would be or, or trade volume would be. I, um, I knew it wasn't going to be a whole lot just because of the you know we're purposely capping the amount of liquidity in the network for some period of time. I, I probably would have guessed it would have been maybe six months or, or, or so of that and it ended up being closer to a year which is fine that just happens as part of building building software but uh, I remember us, us having like within the teams having some debates or like last minute debates or arguments about small things like oh how much liquidity should we start the network with you know should it be a million dollars or should three million dollars and people are kind of pushing back and forth in these concepts um, I remember for me it was like super stressful just because uh, my wife was about to give birth any, at like any day then. <laughs> and so it was just like, I didn't know if like, we we're going to launch the network the same day. We we're going to, you know, launch uh, a, a new life, <laughs> you know? And so she ended up being bored like a week or two after the network was born. So her first birthday is coming up, but uh, just all of that together with a, a pregnant wife and a new baby and trying to prepare for that. And then on top of that, you have this whole like new chain being, Launch was just like, it was just, that was a lot. That was a lot to take on
3: for sure. You had two new babies at once basically.
2: Yeah, two at a time. It was, I wouldn't recommend it. You can launch a a multi-billion dollar network and have a baby at separate times. It's probably a better idea (laughs) than anybody who's thinking thinking about doing that. I would say, just do it separately it's a lot less stressful that way. Cause most of the time, like that, this is the kind of funny thing like most of the time when people give birth, they have like a maternity leave or paternity leave. Right. And that's, that's depending what country you're from, it can be, you know, three months or six months, whatever. But in my case, like I had no sense of paternity leave just because for um, very little, at least um, just because I wasn't the beginning of this network being launched. And in the beginning there were like a lot of bugs and issues and things we worked out, just things that we couldn't have ironed out in test we had to launch a, a real, um, uh, in fact, we saw some bugs that didn't exist in testnet that should have existed in testnet, but weren't there. And we had to find them in, in, you know, mainnet sort so to speak. And so like the first, you know, month or two or three was really just kind of like putting out fires. Okay. We need to delay the churn, fix this gas related bug on this chain or the binance uh, Bitcoin cash bug with this thing or whatever. And just like a, a bunch of these issues, just kind of edge case issues that just kind of all exploded out pretty early on. But then, with every bug we fixed, it just felt like we were getting less and less frequent, uh, and more and more edge case. And that's it continues to be true today for sure.
3: Yeah, it's crazy for me to even think about a year ago. It's like I was barely involved in the space. You know, like I was a huge fan of Thorchain, but I was definitely on the outside. I hadn't like joined the dev Discord. I don't think the dev Discord existed actually. It was just a Telegram at that point in time. But uh, you know i had a bunch of bep2 rune and i was just really excited to be able to upgrade it to native like i remember that being like the biggest thing of launch day is like we can finally get real rune let's do this so then like the asgard x wallet came out and me and my brother were like racing to install it the fastest and get our rune upgraded and be like oh yeah we have no more of that shit rune we've got the real stuff now uh, so that's my first memory of like launching ChaosNet and then trying to get all my friends to buy rune telling them like this is going to be the best investment you ever make but i was like you know hang on let's make sure that the wallet works first let's give it a couple days and then i was getting people set up you know with their hardware wallets i think at the time it was only keep key so i was like all right just put some bitcoin in your keep key and then i'll help you use ThorSwap or asgard and we'll sw- swap it over to native rune but yeah, I definitely wasn't, uh, involved in this project in any professional manner whatsoever. Uh, just a fan of it and was really stoked to upgrade my native rune and kind of watch things unfold, um, uh, put in my first LP position, but I was super nervous. So I was like, oh, I'm only going to put in like five E, you know, and I think my five E that I ASIM put in is almost breaking even again now.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I also wasn't involved at that time. Um, just, uh, just as a user, but, um. Yeah, I definitely remember it being an exciting time just to be able to do, like, the first cross-chain swaps and stuff like that. Like, just doing... I don't remember what my first swap was. I should go try to see if I can dig that up. But um, I remember it being pretty mind-blowing. And then, uh, yeah, I think E was also my first LP uh, at that time. <laughs> but... Yeah. You know, it was just, um, yeah, for me, I was, I was just like a, a user, an outsider at the time. And I was just watching and I was just amazed by this thing that I was hearing about that was coming. I wasn't a user of, of BepSwap and I wasn't that, that earlier. I was aware of it before MCCN, but I wasn't, um, I wasn't an active user at that time. I was just holding some Bep2 rune. Um, but once, once Net came out and, and Thor Swap w- was ready to go and stuff, then it was pretty exciting to get to do those things for the first time. And, Um, just watching the whole year since then unfold and just how much more comfortable even I've personally got using it and just you know getting to a point where I started telling all my friends getting all of them on then Twitter (laughs) getting everyone on and now you know kind of trying to onboard as many people as humanly possible so (laughs) it's been a fun time and it's just cool to see like how much more seamless it's gotten.
2: I remember I first saw uh, a tweet in the early days of like uh, Kevin Rose, uh, he's got like a million followers on, on, on Twitter. It is, is really, seems like a really great I've never met him personally. I've spoken to him on some Twitter DMS and that kind of stuff. But like, uh, seems like a really great guy and I've been a fan of his since like way before I even got into startups, like actually in the early days, like I was following his podcast and stuff like that back in like 2010 and, and this kind of time frame. And I remember him tweeting out, and like saying like kind of with a little video kind of like showing him doing like a bitcoin F swap or something like this and he's like yep i can confirm this actually works it's real it's legitimate this is incredible <laughs> like that was a pretty cool moment for me just because i've always been a big fan of kevin rose like for a very long period of time i just like his his content And to see somebody that i've kind of admired for such a long period of time to be be tweeting about something that that i've helped you know played a role in in, and putting together and and exist in the world which for me felt like a pretty rewarding thing in that moment awesome i'd love to get some other people up here to talk about
0: you know some of their experiences and stories or just like just their thoughts and uh and whatnot uh i but we can we can talk a little bit about uh just what's been going on 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 doorchain development for a minute uh if, if people want to request in the meantime so, uh, yeah, Chad, what, what's been going on in the realm of door chain development, like av- after the Luna launch, um, you know, it's kind of been backseat to, uh, you know, bug fixes and, you know, fixing all these edge cases, uh, here and there, uh, would you be able to expand on that a little bit?
2: Yeah. So we've, we've seen some, uh, a couple of bugs in the last couple of weeks. Like we had to kind of iron out those things always just kind of. Uh, distract and delay, you know, other things that are more fun and interesting. So that's just the way of the world, in a sense. Um, the thing that we're mostly focused on right now is uh, getting like kind of launched in the community is uh, Thor names, and so right now is going through the process of uh, some just some internal testing. I think it's actually on available on StageNet already. So if you want to test out Thor names on StageNet, uh, you know, go hog wild and, and and try some things out, try to break it. Try to see how you can manipulate it or whatever. Uh, if you find anything, let us know. We'll we'll pay you some runies uh, depending on the significance of your of your of your find. Uh, so uh, it looks in the core protocol if, if it's a UI based around like ThorSwap or whatever, then that's a different thing. But uh, but yeah, like that that's what we're mostly focused on right now, uh, as a primary focus. Uh, there's a bunch of bug fixes happening as well, but also the PR for derived assets was opened recently. And so derived assets is basically another way of saying Thor USD uh, and Thor BDC, Thor F, Thor Luna, Thor Doge, you know, whatever. Uh, that PR has been recently opened up and ready for review um, and be well, we'll probably merge to the stage in hopefully the next uh, week or two, maybe three, depending on how smooth things go. Um, yeah, so that's the next thing like is that. IBC is um, something we were still interested in doing. We ran into some problems with though, because we realized that if we were to enable IBC today, it would create a security risk in a sense that we have um, delayed outbound transactions to give the community time to, to respond to an active exploit or an active attack on the network. And by having IBC on the network, uh, allow somebody to swap directly with Tarun, uh, without having any delays to that and then being able to send that rune over to IBC to, you know, Osmosis or whatever and then swap that to Osmo or swap it to, you know, F using their bridge or whatever. And so it gives you like an, a quick and easy exit kind of, kind of, kind of um, bypassing that security feature we added post exploit in the summer. Um, so we have to figure out a way to like, Have that, and and to be fair, it's not like IBC is not the problem. Like IBC, it's not a security risk with IBC itself. It's more of like the the security demands and and requirements that we have to ensure the safety of the the assets and the funds for everybody. You know who's involved, who's LPing. We want to uphold a certain standard that we need to get IBC to adhere to that standard. So we need we need to figure out a way to do this that makes sense, and I'll think more engineering work to do so. Um, but that's still something we're interested in doing and planning on doing at some point. Um, and then for that, uh, lending tax aggregation, that's right. Dex aggregation is also being worked on. Heimdall is now taking that work over. We can take that across the finish line, which is really great. Um, hopefully that'll be out in the next, uh, um, few weeks. Um, yeah. Then lending for savings, all that will come with it. Uh, I'm hoping to get all of those DeFi four or five stuff done on StageNet and running and available for everybody to test within a month. Uh, That'd be great if I can get that done. That's my intention. We'll see if that moves as quickly and as smoothly as I would like it to. <laughs> like it to move, but you never know in this world, I guess. But I want to get that stuff out the door and ready for people to start, you know, it on testing, you know throw it through some weird wacky scenarios, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, we also have some more like kind of economic modeling that we're doing internally using a system called CanCan that Orion, I think Orion, yeah, Orion's in the office now. He's, he's working on that now to, to kind of create some uh, ways of economically simulating various cases and scenarios of what it happens if, you know, we the collateral is really high, or the collateral is really low, or the room price goes up, or the room price goes down, or what happens when this happens, or that happens. You can create all sorts of different kind of hypothetical scenarios. And then run through some bunch of simulations to see how the economic design kind of holds up. So we're gonna spend some some time kind of like creating some of those simulators so that we can kind of really test out the economics, and make sure there's no um uh you know vectors that we haven't already considered. Awesome.
0: And uh all that obviously goes hand in hand with the focus on security and stability, is the the number one priority for uh you know the core team and the nine realms everyone that's working on the core development of the protocol is number one Focus security and stability so uh you know it's, it's great that we're getting all these new features out there sooner rather than later but you know the number one number one thing is doing it in uh the safest way which uh you know protects user funds protects the network funds and uh gets us to where we need to be uh but not 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 any sooner than uh, <laughs> the, the soonest possible uh, time frame. So, uh, thanks, thanks, team, for uh, sticking with us on that. See that there's some requests for some other people uh, that want to come up. If anyone wants to come up and share some stories, or uh, Orion want to come up and talk about the economic modeling, uh, we can do that. I, I I would like to hear some stories about uh, you know, people just people's experiences with with Thorchain over the past year because I think this is kind of a time. Uh, you know, right after the one year anniversary, we can kind of look back a little bit and reflect because we, we, we do a lot of forward thinking here. We're, we're always talking about what's going to happen, uh, in, in two weeks, you know, it's a, every, everything's always, everything's always two weeks to, uh, to a month out. So, uh, mm-hmm. I really like to hear some thoughts on, you know, just people's reflections over the past year, because, uh. I I think a lot of people have spent a lot of time in the whole Thor Shane space and it really resonates with a lot of people. So I'd love to hear some people's experiences. I'll let people up on stage right now. So the Alchemist
4: Orion here. Yeah, I just wanted to share my uh, my experience when when multi-chain launched, I had, uh, yeah, took took the day off work and alarm clocked it so I could try to get some liquidity in, um, you know, missed the caps filled so fast. I ended up missing, uh, being able to add anything, but yeah, it was just a really, really amazing, you know, experience and moment to like get, get in and like start to start to get involved in the community. And, uh, yeah, it's crazy to think back, um, over the past year. Uh, yeah. I kind of think back and I have a bit of vertigo kind of imagining all of the, all of the scenarios and things that we've gone through over the past year as a community. So yeah, it's been a, been an awesome ride and looking forward to the future.
0: Yeah. All right. Now uh, what, so what is this, uh, this software that uh, Chad was talking about with economic modeling for Thorfi? Uh, I'm kind of interested in, in hearing about that. Yeah, to- sure.
4: So, so some context here, Thorfi is a complex beast and uh, has a lot of moving parts in the, in the, Issue, you know, there's just a lot to digest, and you know, I'm I'm working quite closely on it, and I still like reread things and have to have to ask the team for clarification on stuff. So the idea around the economic modeling is to set up a, um, yes, basically set up simulators so that we can, rather than it being kind of hand wavy conversations, we can, uh, you know, really really nail down a specific scenario and then and then see you know empirically what is the outcome of that scenario and then the whole idea with this is that you know rather than it being um uh you know kind of Uh, constrained to uh, what we can do kind of back of the envelope we really want to make sure that we can you know calculate and understand all of the different edge cases that are possible um in in this kind of token engineering space people refer to this as like what's the reachability or like where are um places in the uh in the network or like situations that the network can arrive in that are dangerous and we want to really understand you know those regions um of you know various parameters so that we can either add you know business logic or um or change incentives to avoid those um so that's kind of the the rationale here is that we just want to better understand the system um and and poke at it more um and then also encourage the community to participate by helping us come up with scenarios that we want to test the software that i'm using is called cad cad and it's put out by Um, the block science team and, um, and then this like token engineering consortium, I can add some links uh, to share out as well. Um, But the cool thing is that they've set up this framework where you're able to, to model your protocol. And then um, there's a whole kind of community around, you know, helping you, uh, you know, test and, and understand the uh, behavior. Um, But yeah, I think this could be a really, really valuable tool for, for ThorChain to be able to understand Thorfi better. And then also, um, you know, moving into the future as, as other, um, features are suggested, you know, we can, we would have an interface through the simulator to be able to test those, um, uh, so that we can make sure that, you know, any new feature still maintains the, the, uh, kind of economic guarantees that, um, that ThorChain has um, and that we can, you know, really start to push the edges of like, you know, what's possible, you know, once, once we have Thorfi landed and, and, you know, it's battle tested and everything like that, there will be this kind of Cambrian explosion of different use cases that can be built on top of that. And so, you know, having this as a, as a um, kind of testing space, I think is a really important part of, you know, kind of the continued growth of, of ThorChain. Um, you could kind of, I kind of think of it like stage net, but for the, for the economics of Thorchain, um, it's not nearly as complicated as that, but like
0: that's kind of the the utility that I see. Awesome, thanks, Ben. Cad Cad's a funny name too. <laughs> I gotta say, because it just sounds like uh, just Cad twice. I yeah,
4: I agree. I'm not really sure what the what the rationale was there. I think it's a, uh, 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 yeah, I can't remember what the acronym is, but yeah, I'll I'll figure that out.
0: Uh, the Alchemist was up here first. If you're there, all right, we'll go to Big Chief Energy. Okay, hey guys. So
5: I'm I'm like brand new to this uh, thor uh thorchain whatever. Um I downloaded the mobile app for my phone. Um I looked a little bit into the staking uh mechanism whatever and uh, I um I transferred 21 Litecoin over to Thorchain. I don't know, I must have did something wrong because um I then I staked my 21 Litecoin. It cost me a small fee or whatever. It was not it wasn't too much, but then overnight i, I was under, under the impression that um that by staking i would earn Litecoin, but for some reason my balance um was was being lowered and like i lost like a 0. 0.4 Litecoin or something overnight yeah, so, um, so, yeah. sorry were you, were you finished with the question yeah i guess i just don't know what i did wrong or like uh why i would why i would really receive negative interest on the stuff that i
1: am Gotcha. Yeah. This is something that um yeah on the interface level definitely working towards making this more clear. So every Thorchain pool is 50-50 exposure to the asset and rune uh rune being the native coin of Thorchain. Um so when you're in any of these positions, it's not just single-sided staking, it's a liquidity pool position. So you are already that enables uh the cross-chain swaps. So your Litecoin goes into this pool, and this pool is uh, 50-50 Rune and Litecoin. And however you add to that pool, whether it's from one side or both sides or the Rune side, you're still having that 50-50 exposure. So what that means is just that in those, uh, I forget what time frame you said, but in the in that day or two days or whatever, that just means that Rune... Uh, either went down more than Litecoin, or Litecoin went up more than Rune. Um, and due to the rebalancing, if you're looking at that in Litecoin terms, then your overall position is worth uh, less in Litecoin terms due to the rebalancing. But you're still earning like the fees and stuff on top of that. Um, one thing I would suggest is checking out Thor Yield, uh, ThorYield.com. There's like a mobile app too, or you can just plug in your uh, address into the site, and then you can. Get like a better picture of what's really going on with your, your position. Um
5: but yeah, yeah. Uh the So if I want to see returns, I have to I have to um <laughs> and Litecoin at the same time?
1: Yes and no. So so that is what you're doing. Um you're just like you you can do it from only one side, like the way the way you did it. You depot you like Thorchain only has your Litecoin address, you only deposited Litecoin, you're only gonna withdraw Litecoin but you're still exposed to that 50-50 pool no matter how you added. So um, yeah, in, in the future, like those things we're talking about with Thorfi, in the future, there's going to be single-sided things, but uh, the current like, main liquidity pools, what you're looking at right now, are, are 50% exposed to Rune.
2: Yeah, so part of the reason why you, you can experience an immediate loss is because you supplied just one asset. And so then you, then you basically made the pool unbalanced by providing just like one, but no Rune. So then, arbitrage boss that come in and provide the rune side because you didn't, which is fine. And so, basically, what mathematically what happens is like you add just Litecoin, the network more or less swaps to Rune, and you pay for that kind of swap fee, so sort to of speak. Uh, and so, you have an immediate loss from like you know moment one for like you know t one, sometimes call it. Um, but if you just stay in the pool, just like you know sit there sit there for like a hundred days plus like I wouldn't worry about it in the long term. But it is a little bit like confusing. I can totally understand why, especially somebody new coming to the space just a little bit, you know, uh dumbfounded or confused by the way things are like looking. But as as Chatro just said, like there are some single side asset things. So you could provide just Litecoin and have only access to Litecoin or you know, only exposure to Litecoin and get more Litecoin on your Litecoin. All that stuff is planned as part of Thorfi, But right for, for right now we have these liquidity pools that are Providing pretty much the entirety yield to the, to the network.
0: I pinned a tweet up on top, uh Big Chief Energy for Thor uh, Thorchain LP University. It's a community server uh that has all the best info on liquidity pools and you so you can learn about impermanent loss and LPing. So if you have any more questions, uh definitely go into LP University and ask them. They have, you know, twenty four seven uh you know one on one support. So Thanks, thanks for your question, man. All right, thanks, I appreciate it. But
2: moving moving forward, just just for now, if we can keep the conversation focused on the question that Kyle had about people's experiences with the network, uh, just to have a more precise or more flow to the conversation. And if you have questions about what you were asking before, or but you know whatever, just kind of hold it towards the end, the end of the kind of spaces, and then we can kind of kind of box things so that the conversation is a bit more um, structured.
0: Sweet, Are you there, man? Oh, hi,
2: yeah. Got
6: hijacked by Orion there for a little bit. Um, yeah, I was just going to go down memory lane. Um, I got into ThoughtChain. I think middle of uh, two thousand nineteen. Um, there was uh, there was a guy on Twitter called Neil Patel or Nick Patel. I don't, I forgot the name, but he did these code reviews and he wrote these long reports. And um, he had done a report on ThoughtChain. And basically he had had a whole bunch of uh, mathematical equations in the, in the review. And he, at the end, he just summarized it as if they pull this off, this is, this is going to be game changing. Um, And, and then, you know, I just went around and bought a bag and and that was a single hands down (laughs) the, the, the most, the biggest decision I've ever made in my life, I think. Um, And then I got into the telegram because we only had telegram at that time. And um, you had all these annons, um, Lena, and um, there was another guy called Kai. I think it was Kai Ansari, I think. He was an Australian. And there was all these discussions about continuous liquidity pools and symmetric and asymmetric and everything, all bounces over my head. Um, but as I, as I watched, and you, I think we saw all these incredible annons pop up, or I think grassroots crypto was one of them. Then Coleslaw and a bunch of other people. Me House. Me House was, the first, was the the first real cheerleader, I think, uh, or the um, the stats guy and the marketing guy. And then there was the Room Ranger. And you know, I was it, it was basically trying to wrap my head around these concepts, and trying to understand them better, um, and wondering whether they will pull this off or not. And then to see BepSwap. Come, come to life and see it actually working, and say, okay, they, <laughs> this is not just some weird mathematical equations on paper. this, this, this is actually you know they're, they're trying to pull this uh, this vision off. Um, and then we had the whole room Ranger calling for uh, six dollars. I think I don't know if he did a one dollar rule, but we did. It was incredible watching us hit one dollar and then actually go and hit the the meme target of six dollars. Um, so that was incredible. Um, then watching MCCN, the first Bitcoin uh, swap happened, uh, celebrating that um, and watching that progress. Uh, I think Bebswap, BebSwap had a, had an incredible run um, and then just trying to LP there. I think I LP'd there. Um, had a good experience watching MCCN happen uh, and then riding it all the way to $20 with the uh, with the thought swap ideo and what and just on the cusp of that thinking right now we're going to really take off and i remember that night um then i think we just got access to the dev discord um and then never i never actually lurked in the dev discord I spent most of my time in telegram but that night i was lurking in the dev discord and that was the night that the 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 hacks were happening and i was watching them real time and I was thinking, I was remember thinking, you know, this bitch watching Netflix, but I, mean, I I didn't think that they would actually happen. I thought, you know, they would be they would be stopped. And it was late at night. And I went to bed thinking next morning there'll be some nice <laughs> there'll be some interesting things happening. But um I woke up to the hacks, um, happened. But to me it has it has been an incredible journey. This was like um because I think the journey of Thought Chain is watching Incredible anonymous people stepping up to the plate every time to bat for the vision and and to stick to the vision uh, and, and that's why it's it's such an incredible uh, community to be part of. Um, yeah, so so I think I think um, right now where we are uh, with one billion dollars plus TDL uh, and and you know you know it, it, it's crazy to think that even uh, before. MCC and launched. I think that we didn't have Twitter spaces. Twitter didn't have spaces. Uh, and, um, but I think, I think that's, that's the, the most incredible thing. It, it's it, to draw a comparison. I think to have been part of this journey is similar to, you know, to be a fly on the wall, uh, in that garage with Sergey and Larry Brin, you know, cooking up Google. It's it's similar to that. I can't think of any other analogy. And, uh, and, um, uh, you know, even after the hacks happened, I, I was pretty confident that you know all these incredible. There are so many incredible people who are contributing their time and their intelligence, their energy to to the, to accomplish this vision. So, and again, I was proven right. And to just watch psych like come out, nine realms come out, you know, and everybody just battling down the hatches. And now I, I feel like you know we have such a strong foundation now, uh, and we can only you know the runway is clear. Uh, we're going to take off. I uh, also, if you remember, just just uh, a month and a half back, we were we were we were stuck in I don't know uh, uh, for three hundred million t v l and wondering whether we need to put a new sticker on the tin. And, uh, and I was I was kind of arguing against that and saying no, we, we need to it it's star chain all the way. Uh, um, so yeah, I think with torfi coming. Uh, with Terra already in there, it, it's uh, it's 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 a lot of wonderful things to look forward to, uh, and it's hats off to you know Chad B and all the all the core devs for an incredible job done. Uh, we should it, it's it's a great day to celebrate. So
2: that's all I have to say. Father, one thing you said there that I was you said before that you would read this article that said that if they can pull it off, it'll be huge. I remember seeing articles like that, people saying those kind of statements, and for me being kind of from more on the inside than, than you kind of looking in from the outside. Like I have a very different perspective, and so when I read those articles or saw those comments or those things, wow. I would just be like, I "Well, I, I, already know, so been, so I already know. I already know we can pull it off. I already know we can do all these things we say we're doing." Like to me, it was no question of whether or not we would achieve what we said we were going to achieve. And so I just, when I read those things, I'd be like, "Well, obviously, this thing is getting like mega huge." Then
6: <laughs> uh, I was also. I think you know. Um, I remember I was there when. The, the 500 million were burnt. Um, and around that time, there were a lot of hacks left and left, right, and center all around us. And everybody was pointing the fingers at uh, at TorChain. And, um, if, if I had to, <laughs> um, pat myself on the back, it was, it was just that because I was hanging out in, in the telegram all the time and seeing the work being done, uh, you know, uh, I had the confidence to just hold on. Um, and, you know, yeah, but we but we've come through a lot. We, we that first initial year, because there were so many rock pulls in DeFi, left, right, and center, all around us. Um, but, but but we held we held through. That's
0: a beautiful, man. Thank you, Alchemist, for sharing that. Cheers. Uh am oh, Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce her name.
7: Hey, um no, it's it's Katze. She's Schwarze Katze. It's uh, it's fine, you can just call me Kat, everyone. Okay, it's I'll good, say man. that next
0: time. Okay. Guten Tag.
7: Good um The alchemist. This is annoying. You you are literally like a soul sister, or soul brother because you've been talking about everything I wanted to say. So I really don't know where to start. But by the way, Orion, that's um, it, it's it's computer aided design and it's complex and adaptive and dyna- dynamic. So cat and cat. I I know it's funny, but it's, um, it's existential to them. I'm guessing. So yeah, I'm a fan of block science and squirt, even though some of their hack MD goes above my head, but. Um, yeah, I have very similar experiences to the alchemist. Um, I bought my first rune when it was like, I think $1.2 or maybe $1. Um, and I remember being a friend and telling him, Hey, you know what? I got in late. (laughs) It's already a dollar. And he was like, it's fine. Hang in there. And, um, I remember um, hearing maybe JP or Kai, I'm not sure, or both talking about the vision, maybe JP. And I, it was just the rune bill for me. And that, that was it. I think, um, I, I did the whole trough, uh, the trough of despair and trough of sorrow and the trough of joy. Like I did the whole bell curve where I showed it to friends and, you know, I heard a few like, um, expedites from German friends. Cause you know, they bought in with me and then, um, it hit $8 and they're like, Oh, this is awesome. And then it fell spectacularly. And they were like, we hate you. We have a baby on the way. And I was like, Oh my God, I got to stop shilling ruin to people. But, um, yeah, it was the same journey. Um, um, it was, um, learning about back, Be- back Beb- swap. Um, it was absolute chaos for me. Um, I was very, very new to, um, to crypto in general, but you know, only like L1s, I'd never experienced anything like that before. So it was a hockey stick learning curve with everything I learned about asymmetric pooling, about losses, about pool fees, about where my money went and why I don't see it anymore, about Thor yield, um, something like Thor yield. I think there was there were a few dashboard options before and I learned about all of them having different addresses, needing different addresses, <laughs> I went through all the bugs on TNS. I went through all the bugs on Thor Starter. I remember with Thorpe Starter, I practically broke my laptop because I was like, I can't believe if I'm not in, I'm going to hate this. <laughs> and it was three hours of theme trying to get X rune. And um, I just, it was really late. And I was like, screw this. I'm gonna just going to go to bed. If i am not got through, it's fine. And I woke up in the morning and, you know, I owned like a large portion of the X rune pool. And I was like, okay, this looks good. And then over the next few days, it's like went up significantly. And um yeah, so I think I think um, I was also around when the hacks happened, and um, I-, I don't know. Um, I'm I might have a slightly contrary opinion to what the alchemist said, but I wasn't bothered for for a second. It was exciting that the hacker was sitting in Discord. It. it was really exciting for me because I was like, "Wow, now we won't get complacent." <laughs> it was it was fun. I'm sorry, this is uh, this is a weird thing to say, but. Um, it was actually pretty fun to see the way that they hacked, the sophistication of it, the fact that they bothered to come hack. I mean, to be honest with you, people need to pay to speak at Bitcoin Miami or wherever else. And one of the reasons you probably got flipped off whoever uh was talking before was because they paid heavy dollars to go sit on that panel and you probably didn't. So, you know, is that really what you what we want to aspire for or not really, right? So um If you get hacked, um, that means, you know, you're some kind of important. And um, I do a lot of relief work um, outside of crypto. I guess now crypto's taken over my whole life. So I do a lot of crypto relief work. And um, I think that's also why I enjoy uh, ThorChain so much because I choose to live in questionable geography sometimes and sometimes a war breaks out and sometimes we're evacuated. And, And, you know, in your head, you're always like, this is why we put our money in ThorChain and even when the hack happen, happened, like I was just like uh, the alchemists. I was one of the first few people in the East pool. And I think also the BMB pool. And I think a couple of them got hacked. And it was totally fine with me. I was like, that's fine. The treasury will top us up. i just interested in seeing uh, what more comes up. Um, are there more loopholes? Are there more batches to be fixed? Are there more problems? That was the only thing that I was bothered about. The same thing today, um, though I've learned my lessons. I never, ever show through ever um i never ask anybody to buy rune and when i see them hate on it i'm like yes so sell me a rune, you know sell it i'll buy it <laughs> but it's the and, and and a lot of og rune people sort of yelled at me at the start when you know rune was like three dollars or whatever they were like don't get hopped up on hopium learn to take profit and and that was just one thing i've never ever done with rune. done with rune. sorry it's just the only token that has a lot of uh leeway in my mind because you know we have this really weird um thing in the crypto circles where we like uh loyalties for people not necessarily for tokens i think rune is my only exception i only ever bought rune i've never ever sold it even when it was 17 dollars only ever bought it um and just spark it and and i forget about it i don't um i don't have anxiety over it anymore like oh i have so much il or oh i exit such and such fool um so i don't have ilp anymore because i was trying to get into that other IDO on Thor sutter I just don't do that i just park my money and i forget about it so i'll I'll stop talking now Thank
1: great stories i love hearing these early stories makes me jealous uh just how just how late i was i guess <laughs> but props to you guys for uh <clears throat> being aware to this so early on that's that's impressive
0: yeah thanks for that Let, let's keep it going uh let's keep going down the down the line here uh stacking monero yeah can you hear me okay yep, yep okay perfect hey um
8: so yeah similar stories i guess i'm not going to repeat what everybody else has said but um i've been in since the mccn launch uh i'm kind of just a rune maxi i guess you would say so uh kind of what the the way i utilize the platform uh is to increase my rune position so when when rune gets up into the you know, the, when it was in the 13, $15 ranges, you know, I would, I I would asymmetrically, uh, place my rune, um, into the, into a BUSD pool and just wait for the price to drop and then increase my rune position. So basically since I started, uh, since launch, I guess I, I probably doubled my, my rune position. So conservatively, I guess I would probably be double of that. So I guess when I was listening to the guy talk about Litecoin earlier, and and asymmetrically putting his Litecoin in, if he if you are a if you are a maxi in any coin, I would I would st- steer away from asymmetrically p- putting your maxi coins into a pool where you're going to have loss on them. If you believe your coin is going to go up, and you asymmetrically put it into a pool, you're you're going to end up with less coins if your coin is going up. If it's going up in price, you're gonna end up with less less coins. So I guess that's the one thing I would point out. Uh for me when rune price is low, I'm sitting in straight rune. When rune price is hot is, you know, maybe in the middle, I might go a 50-50 rune BUSD. If rune price is high, I might be asymmetrically uh, Rune against uh, a UST pool or something like that. So I'm always trying to increase my Rune position. And that's that's something you can also utilize on any other coin. So if you're a Bitcoin maxi and you think the price of Bitcoin is too high, you could asymmetrically put your Bitcoin against a UST or a USD pool and increase your Bitcoin uh, total SAT. So just wanted to add that. And that's, that's pretty much it for me.
0: Awesome, man. There's the, it's crazy because there's so many ways to utilize the liquidity pools in any any way that you want like holding long term really nice to go in uh, symmetrically and there's great ways to uh, you know see other kinds of returns by doing strategic uh, you know asymmetric ads and, and a lot of those strategies are available in LP University so if people are curious to learn about those definitely go check that out thanks for your experience man Yep. No problem. Uh, Patriot. Hey,
5: Hey guys, how's it going? Um, you know, I don't, I'm working right now, so I don't want to, uh, rehash all well, They said, but you know, it's been quite a journey has it not, I mean, <laughs> it's been crazy, but it's been good times. I mean, um, with the exploits that we had, I know that's been, that's a, uh, a similar topic, but, you know, I think that was kind of like the crux of the, of the moments, like, you know, the, the true believers hung in there, you know, and we figured out who the real community members were in that time was, I mean, it was an emotional journey for sure, but you know, the reason why I wasn't too particular to bothered, like Kat, was I had watched videos of Chad say, you know, we are expecting to get exploited. And so I know that vision was built in the design of, you know, it's probably going to happen because the protocol is so complicated. Now I don't think we envisioned how severe it would be, but nevertheless, that foresight of limiting the amount of funds in the protocol, was just genius, so I think you deserve credit for that, and that probably is what saved us. quite frankly, so you know, give yourself credit for that, because and it was that idea alone. I'm like, you know what? These these guys are thinking ahead. They're they're ahead of the curve. So, you know, I was totally blown away, um, and it's just been I, I cannot describe how an amazing journey this is, and I'm more of a fanatic, which eats every day. So, um, the one question I wanted to ask you guys um, is: there is um, a crypto conference in Austin coming up and the June 9th to the 12th. And I was wondering if you guys were gonna be going to that or if there was any other crypto conferences you guys were going to because I had the pleasure of meeting a lot of you guys in person in East Denver and I definitely wanna do it again. So with that, I'm gonna mute myself and uh, thanks again, guys, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I believe there's some plans for uh, going to the, there's a couple conferences I think that week in, uh, in June. So I don't have like a finalized plan or anything. But uh, there, there will be people from ThorChain there. Uh, Saigon is organizing, uh, you know, potentially some, some panels and uh, just some ecosystem things. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We don't have, like, a, a final uh, thing yet. We're still it's still in the works. But, yeah, uh, we'd love to see you there. And, uh, you know, we'll be able to meet there.
2: I'm planning to be there, by the way. Uh, so I'll be, I'll be around that week to kind of support the community and, and meet people, chat, all that kind of stuff. So if anybody wants to come out uh, and talk all things Thorchain and and, and, and uh, like uh, Kausip and their uh, Saigon, ox is working on putting all this together and he's doing a really great job so far. But a lot of things are in motion. A lot of things are kind of being hardened now. So nothing's kind of like absolutely hard at this moment. But we're all looking to to, to kind of do some fun stuff uh, in June and on Austin. So if anybody wants to come out and uh, hang out welcome to come
0: yeah that's gonna be great do you you know what conference that is i think it was consensus but i think there were some other ones too that were also like i don't know i feel like there's always something conference going on in austin
2: yeah it's it's for the consensus conference going on and uh it seemed like this is like i don't know this is new this is the same with the bitcoin conference in miami there was just like nine other conferences happening like there was a monero conference which i spoke there as well and like and i think there was a, a solana conference as well and like Lots of conferences happen in the same place at the same time on purpose, just so people can kind of like jump to both of them or multiple of them and experience the more uh, good conferences, I guess. So I think consensus is probably the biggest one, but there might be more happening. And vampire attacking the conferences makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I,
0: I don't have a problem with that. Uh, don't wrap your Bitcoin.
9: Hi, guys. according um, to into Torchain. I think I was introduced by Rune Ranger and Mihal. If I'm not mistaken, that was 2019. Um, I even saw, I even won some rune from rune ranger. I think by then we was taking our rune at rune vault. Um, he gave me, I think 300 rune, if I'm not mistaken. Again, then from there, there was beep swap. I just take my rune there to, um, then ChaosNet came came true. Yeah, there was a guy called, when ChaosNet came true, or before that, if I'm not mistaken again, a guy called Kai, or Akai. Oh, the guy was, he wasn't friendly at all. Because he he was saying that we shouldn't stay, I shouldn't LP my room because I might lose my fun, stuff like that. And my answer to him was like, look, dude, I think we're on Telegram. My answer to him was, dude, you worry about the technical stuff. If I lose my Rune, it's fine, but I really need to LP my Rune. And he blocked me through the Telegram, Twitter. Damn, like that guy, I think, yeah, he needs whatever. So, yeah, the experience so far, even when Rune got hacked, I wasn't worried at all. Um, Everything, like, it's fine. I believed because I did read through everything. And I was like, damn, this is going to be huge. Having the first protocol that can give all the layer 1 swap without any other sex, that's that's huge. And, yeah, the experience has been good. Been good. I'm still L.P.ing on... Chain via tool swap. and I believe the project still has potential. Even my 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 pinned tweet says one thousand dollar rune. Even before that was one two thousand dollar rune. But I really believe that rune has a huge potential, and still going to be the lead of the space. Thanks.
0: And I saw Rune uh, Ranger left for a second there when he came out. Maybe that brought up some painful memories of. Uh giving you 300 rune for free. But congratulations on that. <laughs> nice job, man. Thanks for sharing. Thank you, man.
10: Uh, part but I conversation moves
11: towards, I'm curious um, about bottle. Uh, so I'd like mark if people know about the product or maybe uh, finding qualified uh, developers. And also if uh, anything uh, unsurprised bottlenecks uh, or obstacles to growth, so I'm just seeding that uh, idea for a conversation uh, to
0: all for hosting the call.
1: Yeah, cool. Yeah. Maybe we want to uh, keep that seed planted and see if there's any other stories up here and then circle back to that.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave you up here. I'll leave
1: you cool. up uh, Sorry about that. Uh, I I sl- think-
12: Slaves for sound? Yo, how's it going? What's up, man? How you guys doing? So in the, uh, the theme of going down memory lane, so um, a lot of you guys know I'm involved with LPU, I'm one of the admins over there, and um, just wanted to, uh, I don't know, kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, like the day MultiChain launched was like the craziest day on LPU. I remember getting pinged at like 6 a.m. Eastern time, like it's on, here we go, and um, you know, actually in the weeks leading up to it, we were trying to get everybody to like, hey guys, just keep in mind. It's brand new, you know what I mean? Like, there's going to be bugs, and, you know, who knows what's going to happen. So just everybody kind of keep that in mind. And then the day it launched was absolutely insane. Like, we were all hands on deck. Um, you know, oh, my my transaction didn't go through, or my Rune is gone from my wallet, but Bitcoin didn't go through. And it was just like, I mean, absolute insanity. But, um, and then pretty much through everything, the hacks, we were, we were pretty slammed over there, like, and we were still trying to figure out what was going on. So we were like, between the dev channel and LPU and Twitter and, you know, DMing with everybody, just trying to figure out what exactly was going on. And then a hacker like sending messages and it's been a been a crazy ride but uh i've been here and chad you know chad be appreciate everything you guys have done the team but just wanted to hop in say hey thanks man appreciate it yeah bud
1: yeah and thanks for all you're doing with lpu that's definitely been such a major uh community resource for for everyone and i don't think i don't think everything would quite be where it was without lpu so props for that
12: yeah we appreciate it you know we've got a great team um asians in here Mephisto, just everybody on our team we you know they uh they're the ones that really keep it going we got some really really smart people sam yap and give a shout out to that guy uh between him and asian right now they're absolutely murdering lpu uh we got a lot of other stuff going on in the background so big shout out to all of our moderators that are you know really trying to help the community literally 24/7 like <laughs> like we're if i'm not doing something i'm like work or whatever i am in the discord like and now with thorify coming out we're all actually you should see our our mod chat it is like we're constantly just trying to digest everything that we can to try to you know break it down into a cons- consumer level understanding so you know just know that we're 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 working hard in the background for everybody you know what i mean so but yeah just want to hop up say uh thank you guys it's been a crazy year looking forward to another 10 man so let's fucking go yeah man
0: thank you and thank you for everything uh lpu does also, like, double shout out to Sam Yap. Yeah, that dude is always moderating Genius. every single Discord
12: chat. Sam Yap a- is underrated. He's literally everywhere at once. It's crazy. Yeah, man. I was I was super stoked to bring him on. I had been um, watching his work in the dev chat, and uh, you know, just like you guys said, everywhere Telegram, like everywhere, and uh, a guy really. <laughs> really gets it and has been you know just an absolute great addition to what we're doing over at lpu so all awesome. right thanks, thanks
0: guys i'm gonna hop off here you guys are awesome all right catch you later uh 60 dollars finance
13: hey yeah guys how are you doing hope you're all all right <clears throat> um yeah i I just wanted, wanted to share my story i mean i got into Rune in like back in 2020 or something when you know maybe you remember when andrew kwan from like uh Or was it mechanism capital? Uh, He shielded like relentlessly. I think, but uh, he left by now. I think. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen him tweeting anything about rune anymore but i mean uh, it's so cool just to sit here and hear all the different like strategies that the guy is applying to to add more runes i mean to that i mean i had a little bit of different approach than I guess most of you guys because i mostly kept my rune on uh on saxes like on on FTX, and it was it was such a wild ride even during the during the hack time because all of a sudden you know like all the runes that you had on on FTX that you could land on uh, on the on the margin lending side you know all, uh, when uh, when the Torchain network completely stopped uh, all of a sudden you were you were getting like 150 200% APY for lending out your rune during that time so this was like the from a financial standpoint it was like one of the best times for everybody who kept their rune on 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 the on the sexes obviously it was it was a horrible time for everybody i mean i I remember very well but i mean it, it was at the big china crackdown downturn Bitcoin crash as well. So who knows where we would have gotten without the without the hack. Maybe we would have went down as well. So, I mean, I don't really care, but it was really an interesting time. And, you know, like from all the guys who like uh, already described how they like asymmetrically uh, LP their rune to get more rune. It's it's really funny because I'm the other side of the trade. You know, I try to to arbitrage the native Pep two rune spread as as good as I can. You know, it's really cool to to get more rune simply from. Buying it on one side and then selling it on the other side. And then if price goes down, the spread lowers again. And you can like reverse it by arbitraging it back, back and forth, back to the PEP 2 from the native. So that's also a really cool way to to gain more runes. So everybody who's looking to to make up a little bit, consider that. I mean, it, it got tremendously harder now with uh, with the synthetics because the... The, the, the trading is much more fluid so it destroyed a little bit of our uh, arbitrage profit but i'm okay with that i mean it improve, uh, improved uh improved the trading experience and it brought up the volume so i'm completely fine with that if i don't make that much money anymore on the arbitrage so um, i'm really looking forward to to where we're going and um, regarding for the maybe to close it out for the for the future i mean we we discussed that last week in the call that a lot of Big guys and players, especially Nine Realms, is, is talking to. Uh, they're looking for the mainnet launch. Um, is there already an internal discussion on uh, what what milestones we finally want to set to to say, okay, we at least need to reach this and this amount to really declare it mainnet i know we had like the 100 note then for like six months without an incident are there any other milestones you guys have in mind that you want to have clearly fixed before before we go for a hard push for the mainnet yeah I mean, th- to be honest that that
2: list of things required for mainnet is kind of like a, a moving object in some regard like Part of the problem, I think, we have at least with the team, is that like some people believe one thing, and some people believe another thing, and so it becomes like kind of a, a point of contention even internally with the within the between the core devs. In a sense, there are some people um, like myself who are kind of pushing. It you know, just you know we've we've got rid of the caps, we've got you know a couple extra chains added. We've seen you know pretty good uh, consistent stability within the network. You know, we've hit all these kind of milestones. In a sense, we feel very confident about it um, in terms of its safety, security, reliability. And that doesn't mean there's more things to, to improve, but like I, I still feel very good about it. I think now it's getting to be a good time to do it. But some other people, you know, and it was in the core team with with the nine realms, uh, feel differently about that. In the sense of uh, they want to push it back like another year or something like this. I've even heard floated. Um, to do other work as well. And I'm just, it's different opinions. And, and like and in the end, like not really matters to some degree because the, the network still is what the network is. It doesn't have to change anything about the network itself. Um, but I think we're getting, I mean, I think we're getting close and that's still an ongoing discussion and debate within the, the core team about when that is actually going to happen.
13: Yeah, I guess a, a lot of people also are maybe like a little bit afraid of those, those uh, coins that get, unlocked as soon as you know we reach mainnet i think like some of the of the vested or of the locked coins will get unlocked as soon as we hit mainnet or like six months after i guess a, a, maybe a few a few people are like concerned about that i don't know also yeah, i mean, wanted I to I, shoot out was... to, to meow brains for like handing out the, the physical room coins if everybody if somebody remembers that that was also pretty cool but uh go on chat
2: you know, I, I was concerned about that myself earlier on, uh, just because it's a lot of unlocked tokens that will be hitting the market. And for many of those investors, they've they already, you know, surpassed a 10x on their investment. And that just, for a lot of investors they kind of just dump once they hit 10x if there's like a good number to, to dump on, but I think the, some of the um, people on the team have, have kind of reached new deals with a lot of those investors and saying that we'll give them their unlocked tokens now as long as they you know uh, put it into nodes and contribute back to the network and then they don't sell for um, they can sell their profits but not sell the, the principal. Uh, for, I think, six months or a year, or whatever the hell the number was. There's a whole uh, Medium article written about this on the um, on the Medium, the 4 Medium, about this. So that, to me, is that kind of alleviates any, any concerns that I did. Maybe it doesn't for you, but for me, it does. It's uh, because most of that, that rune is still going to be locked up into nodes, contributing value, contributing uh, to the, the security of the network. Yeah, I
13: mean, it's nothing wrong with taking profits. I mean, you've invested early. You're up a lot. I mean, there's nothing nothing bad with it at, at all. I mean, I, I can completely understand those guys, but, uh, thanks anyway. Have a, have a lot of fun here and uh, enjoy. Thanks for coming up, man. Uh, zero X technical. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yep.
14: Hey, yeah. So just wanted to share my story too, just hearing everyone talk about theirs. Um, so yeah, my journey with, with crypto started in 2017 and, uh, you know, I ended up having some Bitcoin and ETH and then, uh, you know, I, I took a break from it all after all the ICOs came out and things started dumping. Um, and so, like, I took a break for, like, I don't know, maybe, like, three years. Um, but I had a friend who stayed in and kept following the space, and uh, he was constantly shilling me projects. Um, and of, of all the bunch that he told me about, I thought Rune sounded the most interesting, so I, uh, I got into that maybe uh, less than... Less than a year, maybe 10, 11 months ago, found it really difficult at first. Um, partially because I was pretty new to crypto in general, but um, I couldn't find a place to buy Rune uh, just to like hold some to, to just kind of see how things go. Uh, it took me a while. I eventually got to crypto.com and then uh, bought some Rune. Couldn't figure out how to like get it out. <laughs> Cause I didn't really know about all the wallets at the time. So I just kind of left it in there and then been following you guys um, for like the last year. I was kind of heartbroken about the, about the break, uh, the, the hack that happened. Cause I, I have like a 10 to f- 10, 12 hour a day job. So I don't really follow the space as closely as some of y'all do. And uh, you know, just being, a huge fan of the whole multi-chain concept when y'all got hacked and being an outsider i was like "Ah, shit this thing's this thing's done um but then you guys bounced back in uh probably like january or early this year late last year so i started just wading back into the space and trying to follow and it's been it's been incredible just seeing how everything has changed and and how um you know strong of a community and and product you guys have built so just kudos to you guys for that um i have a question about uh how do you get more like institutional adoption using ThorSwap, if possible you know like i don't know how coinbase or gemini or any of those guys swap their products within their ecosystems or on the back end but i think it'd be pretty cool to get uh room listed just as a way to introduce, uh, you know, more mainstream people into the space. So curious if, uh, you guys have plans for that and, uh, you know, where that might take door swap.
2: Yeah. I mean, there are plans for that. Uh, there are conversations happening with institutions and I'm not going to talk about individual ones, but just in general, uh, there are conversations and interests from some, uh, that we're trying to, you know, foster and encourage and all these kind of things. I think the probably the biggest blocker for for most of them, if not all of them, is uh, is liquidity, right? And so, there, a lot of these institutions are dealing with you know very large sums of funds in the billions, um, which is obviously a lot of money. And so, it, it, Chain is just too kind of small potatoes in a sense to to do their swapping because it's just the the, the pools aren't deep enough. Is the simplest uh, answer to it. Um, and so, and they don't really want to put in. Uh, i think and this makes logical sense too and i probably do the same if i were them of like if the bitcoin pool is 100 million dollars and and they want to put in you know some money they don't want to be so big that they are the pool themselves because that becomes kind of like too much uh pressure on a single lp in a sense and so how much you know bitcoin can they actually put into the system and is that enough to value for them that becomes kind of part of the calculus my hope is that we can convince these institutions to, to like just to kind of start small, not to put, you know, all the, you know, the eggs in one basket in the sense that just kind of go all in and per se, it'll be a bit but more cautious about it. Um, and just start with, you know, a few, some, some money here, some money there. And then by having them all do that, they're all just kind of building up the pool and deep in the pools and, uh, and improving the liquidity in my network just naturally, just by them all acting together without them even knowing that they're acting together. And so I'm hoping to see over time to have the next, um, you know, three months, six months, whatever it's going to be, that we're going to see some more institutions getting involved, some big name institutions getting involved and in announcing their, um, their interest and their collaborations and usage in this kind of stuff. Um, but none of that's hard right now. of that's, you know, it's all in discussions and conversations right now. So it, it, you know, maybe that won't actually happen in the end, who knows, but, uh, it's looking positive, at least in the current moment, but yeah, simple answer to your question. It's just a question of liquidity. So as, as we get deeper in terms of our pools, and we have to go from, you know, $500 million in the pools right now to a billion to 10 billion and, and kind of growing from there, the deeper the things get, the more easy it is for big whale investors and the constitutions and people like galaxy digital or whatever, naming a random one, uh, for them to get in. Right. And so it just causes more liquidity to come in. So liquidity kind of draws liquidity. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, a magnetic force in some sense. Um, so we'll see how it kind of irons out over the next like six months or so, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty positive about it. Yeah. That's
14: awesome. That totally makes sense. I mean, maybe even for just their fringe assets that they've got, you know, a little bit they need to rebalance it doesn't have to be the whole pool um what about getting rune listed on some of these exchanges as well just for more mainstream you know regular retail investors to get into
2: yeah uh getting rune listed on uh, and i specifically want to say native rune uh listed um has been historically been kind of problematic uh, or difficult to get to get done. And that's partially because what Rune is in terms of being a Cosmos asset becomes problematic for a lot of exchanges. So like, for example, like you still can't buy Luna, right? On a centralized exchange, like Coinbase, for example, you have to buy the ERC-20 Luna, which isn't really the actual Luna. And, and exchanges, you know, they do it that way because adding an, another ERC-20 for an exchange like Coinbase is like relatively simple, but what they want to add, you know, uh, like Native Rune uh, or, or Native Luna, uh, it becomes much more complex for them. It takes a lot more resources. And they have to do a lot more like security audits. Like they're very intense about, you know, not only just looking through the code itself, but they also have to look through the imports of the other, you know, Golang libraries that the Terra project is importing. And so it's, it's very time consuming and very expensive for Coinbase to list you know, a uh, native Luna Luna as it is for listing native rune, it becomes very like difficult for them. But erc year 20 is relatively simple. And it has very little risk to it. Even in, in recent, you know, days, whatever, we've been talking to some people about listing rune and they go, Oh, it's great. We can do that. No, no problem. And then we're like, Hey, no, but don't list the ERC 20 rune. Like that's a bad idea. Don't do the bad too. like do the native. And they're just like, Oh, Oh, um, all right. Uh, <laughs> and this is like, it, it kind of just changes the calculus for them in, in, a, in a, in a way. Um, so I, I think it's gotten weirdly better rather quickly, to be honest. Like I was very, if, and I think Chad could probably remember, I was talking about this topic, you know, a month or two ago, whatever it was. And I was just very pessimistic on the whole native room being listed on exchanges, just the reception that we were getting at the time. was just, um, a lot of red tape and just horse shit and just straight up just bullshit. It was just, it is nonsensical bullshit. And it was really frustrating to, to see that and be kind of blocked by it. But weirdly enough, and I don't know why it just, I don't know, just the market just has been shifting and, and, and exchanges have been more open lately to listing rune than they were previously. And I don't know what, why that happened or what happened or something happened or, or whatever. Maybe it's just the, Room price went up, you know, a month ago because we launched Terra and whatever else happened. But like, just mentalities have been changing, uh, which is obviously a good thing for 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 us. Um, I don't think I'm not sure if anything's been actually inked in quite yet per se, um, but we're having many conversations with various exchanges that are showing interest. Uh, which is a positive thing. But those things always take a lot of time um, to get them to understand what the implications are, what they need to do to to set up a full node so that they can actually, you know, trade uh, or at least transfer internally without requiring external um, servers and that kind of thing. So it's an ongoing process an ongoing conversation and it's just a long drawn process. It's just got a long cycle to it um but i think we're going to see more of that it seemed like we're, i mean based upon the reception that we're getting that i'm seeing and talking to people now it's feeling more positive to me now than it was even a month or two ago and so i'm feeling quite positive that something's going to happen over the next few months or something uh that will kind of get us listed, listed on a in a on a reasonably you know good exchange as well known and has- good users behind it and naturally if that were to happen like if for example if i'm just use binance as an example if binance were to list the native rune that the transaction volume of the trade volume on chain would also drastically increase not just because of the attention of Binance, but now you have a, a more direct way to or another mechanism to actually arbitrage all the pools it's actually actually likely to just drive a lot more volume into the network which is obviously very positive for every rune holder and everybody who's LPing and all that kind of stuff so so i'm hoping something will happen in the near future i can't guarantee anything if nothing's been like solidified in ink at this time but more of it at least so but i think i'm feeling more positive about it
14: great thanks for enlightening me on that and um lastly i just want to say thank you for all your hard work and Building an incredible product. I think the V2 interface looks sleek, sick. Um, I feel like I can actually use it as like a non-routine crypto person. And uh, yeah, like so. Thank you, guys.
0: That was all the ThorSwap people. ThorSwap is clearly a different team, but we'll we'll take the credit for it. Thank you. Oh, all right. Aggressive <laughs> ThorSwap for releasing their V2 interface. By the way, it, do, it does look beautiful. But yeah, that wasn't built by uh, the ThorChain Core team.
2: No, it's, it's okay. I'll take credit for everything that everybody else does. That's fine. <laughs>
1: I made a couple of videos about it, so I'll take credit for it.
2: <laughs>
1: hey
10: uh Prime Director. Hey, thank you. This is Prime Um currently uh a community manager over at Doorstarter. And uh I was actually admin on the original Doorchain Discord server. Um I I don't think I heard much about Rune so I just wanted to give a shout out to the old school Rune Vault OGs. And um it's so cool to, to sit here and hear everyone's stories about, you know, where they all started, where all this started. I'm lo- even looking at the title of this conversation. It says one year of MCCN. And I can clearly remember waiting a year for MCCN, you know, and and, and thinking back of how, I mean, so thank you because this this whole ThorChain deal has definitely you know, changed my life and in many ways provided a platform for me to learn a lot of really cool stuff about. You know, now I have uh, some applicable skills to uh, to the market. You know, just based on my community experience and uh, also, you know, financially, it's been a, a great win for me. Um, you know, I, I I heard about Rune from uh, Scoopy, uh, <clears throat> the founder of uh, Alchemix, on you know, just a private server. We were Um, you you know um, we used for you know brainstorming and stuff uh, during the I guess it is what it evolved into um, Alchemix. but uh, you know he mentioned he showed up on there one day and was like wow guys you got to look at Rune I I totally see this as like a easily a hundred dollar token and uh, you know I trusted him enough to just be like all right I don't even need to look at this if he's saying this now the way he's saying it just threw a couple bucks in and, you know, just averaged in. And I can remember being on a, a trip with my family and, and, you know, the price of Rune just kept going up and I was looking at, it, I was like, oh man, 16 cents. That's like, you know, double what I paid for it. And then, so I just went for it again and went for it again and just kind of averaged in little bits, you know, in hindsight, it would have been great if I was just throwing like thousands of dollars in there, you know, every week. But, um, that Rune vault, you know, another memory of, of, of the rune vault was like, I remember going in there, I think it was weekly that we got to kind of collect our earnings. And, um, you know, I would just be grabbing, like when I first started, I was only at like 20 Rune a week. And then, uh, you know, think it went up to like a hundred or something like that. And back then I was like, Oh, okay, it's another 20 bucks in my pocket. No big deal. And I I can clearly remember like when the price was going crazy and we were, you know, around 20 bucks, I actually went and looked back at at my transactions. I was like, Oh my God, I was collecting a grand a week. And back then I just thought it was like pocket change. But, um, you know, I also heard Kai mentioned uh, a few times on here and, you know, I didn't have a ton of experience with him, but, um, you know, I will agree uh, almost everything I heard was negative. So I would agree that, you know, there was a, uh, you know, sort of an abrasive nature to a lot of his communication, but you know, I'd also like to say that I know that he um, you know, he was about, he was, uh, I guess about the business, but he got stuff done and, and, and I, I saw him as uh, you know, a powerful asset back in the day too. So if anyone else has anything positive to share about him or, you know, You know, I don't know what happened to him. I don't really even know a lot about him uh, or what his actual job was. It's been a mystery to me. So it was cool to hear his name come up. You know, if anybody can fill in a blank on Kai. For me, that would be awesome. And with that, I am complete. Thanks again.
0: I don't have anything to add on the Kai front. Uh, But, yeah, we can. I don't know if anyone else wants to. Or if not, then we can move on. All right. Mr. Animal? Me either. What's up? Uh, What's up, guys? Can you hear me? What's up, man?
11: Um, I actually wanted to not. I don't. I've never really met Kai. um, I've never really met any of you guys per se, but um, I was back um, just to get a little like, um, you know, the olden days. I was uh, actually a person that held Rune at BEP2 before the. Chaos okay, our mc mccn and stuff like that but um actually i got hacked and i was just like uh oh, and i lost everything which is why you don't give people you know your your phrases and stuff like that rookie mistake but um i was like nah screw this. Like, I I don't, I'm not really into this. Like, I don't know. I don't This crypto stuff's too, too, uh, I don't know, too complicated. Like I don't want to lose my money. Right. Um, but then I actually jumped back in speaking about prime directive, jumped back in for X rune because I was like, Oh, IDOs. Well, that's how people make their money. Right. So I want to, I want to start doing that. And then I started getting more into the community after that. And I was like, wow, everyone. And this is why it's kind of interesting about the Kai thing. Everyone in the Thor community is not an asshole. Like, like at least from my perspective, but I, I mean, I live in a state, I'm from America. I live in a state where probably everyone's an asshole. So like, Oh yeah, you guys are relatively cool. But, but, um, no, I truly like, I like no one is really demeaning. No one's really, um, sense of like, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, like I I've met so many people from other chains and and not to shit on any chain or anything like that, but we're just like, bro, like, like, what the fuck? Like, why are you here? Like, I'm like, well, I'm here to learn. I'm here to, to understand and how we can you know better whatever this may be this this space this society whatever it is and with Rune, i'm just like hey i have a question and then people are like oh here let me break it down and especially with what you guys um who you've deemed your um kind of i guess for the lack of a better term pr people you know with chad and familiar Cal for you know not necessarily thor Chain specifically but you know just different projects and stuff um is is great it's you know i i got a degree in communication and one of the which i know sounds like oh my god like you got a communication degree (laughs) are you poor um but like the way you communicate and the way that they're able to communicate um complex things on a more um I guess, broad based society, like to like, I don't want to say layman terms, but in this to say layman terms, the ability for you guys to explain that to people makes it such an inviting experience for a lot of people. And so like, you know, I used to be whatever made me money. Now I'm like, I'm a rune person and now I'm not a rune person because I think, you know, necessarily rune is amazing. I, I do think it's amazing, but I think the community and the people were behind it and the relationships that people could make in the community by going to an event or something—I haven't been to an event mostly because you know I'm working all the time—but um, is more valuable than the token itself. That's the value of the token. It's kind of like an NFT in of itself because you're building your 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 NFT is to this party because you're a rune holder and you know what it's like to LP and do all this and stuff like that. So it's just interesting. So I just wanted to say that. You know it was a great i had a great experience because i've had horrible experiences in crypto either through my own stupidity or through you know just people being assholes and i want to thank you guys for that especially that's what makes this place so so um successful is that you guys are building you know there is no like maximus kind of thing where it's like you know everything that's not bitcoin is a shitcoin. coin like that's just toxic that's just stupid that's no different than the bank saying you know oh you guys are a bunch of losers like it's it's, it's not, it's not great. So thank you. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming up, man. Uh, like yeah. just for Chad Thoreau and, and me, uh, you know, we, we weren't super early into the Like we, we found this now now we're up like, you know, a hundred X or whatever. Yeah. We, we just like me and Chad Thoreau joined a little more than a year ago before the chaos net launch and just have seen what a, a what a good and novel idea door chain is. And, you know, I'm just curious and, you know, hungry to learn more about it. And then once you learn more, you just want to share that with, with other people because you re- you realize how deep it goes and what a innovation that it actually is. So, uh, you know, it, it's all just because the underlying tech is so interesting and the people here are really interesting because they put a lot of time into understanding what this is and, uh, you know, the, the people in the Thorchain community are just so smart, man. Like it's, it's crazy how much experience and knowledge that everyone in this community has. And it's really cool being able to hear that all the time. Just, just, uh, listening to people in this space, uh, you know, every Friday, Mondays, and then just like talking with people every other day of the week, it is just so cool being able to talk to the Thorchain community all the time. It's just a bunch of rock stars, like every single corner.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I was just going to say thanks for that. Um, it, it's great to hear. And definitely like what we're what we're all trying to do is make it simple and understandable and, and welcoming. And I think a, I think an interesting part is, um, you know, I think that ethos is really baked into what ThorChain is doing itself. Right. So I think that kind of is a natural emergent property of the ThorChain community is because what ThorChain is doing is fundamentally bringing all of crypto together and like actually being mutually beneficial with these other chains. Whereas the maximalism comes from every every chain thinks that every other chain is trying to take away from what they're doing, right? Like the people that are only in the Bitcoin maxi uh, mentality, they still haven't realized that other chains are solving different problems. So they still see every chain as like a threat to their solution. Um, Or when you have like L1s versus L1s, like smart contract chains. Like, they all think the next one is uh, just something to siphon liquidity out, out of theirs. And it just becomes this confrontational, tribalistic uh, argument, right? Whereas ThorChain just sits in the middle, like, hey, we can all succeed. And like, ThorChain actually brings freedom to this entire space. Um, so I think that attracts a different type of person, right? Like, uh, I, I was joking around once that like, like, like ThorChad is like a, a, a personality type. <laughs> like it really is because it, it, it's a different it, it just feels different than most of the crypto space because there's there's none of that because there doesn't have to be because Thorchain actually just adds to the whole space instead of um you know being competitive in a sense. So yeah, it's great to hear that and uh appreciate it.
11: Yeah, and just to just to add one more thing too, kinda like what you guys were saying, like both Familiar and Chad T, you guys didn't really come from this at least that I know of from what you guys have said, like a big liquidity moment where you made a shit ton of money and you're like, Oh my God, you came from just like where I came from, which is like some person on Twitter and then got into a project and like, Oh shit, this project is dope. Like that brings it more authentic than, you know, some chain hiring or having some big influencer who had a liquidity event and made a shit ton of money saying, Oh yeah, that's why this chain is amazing. Cause they, they profited off of it. Like not saying that no one's profiting off of this. I think we all are, but it's like it's coming from a different perspective than a monetary perspective, and that makes it authentic. You know, you could buy an influencer, you could have a Thor chain, you, you know, you know, the like some people might think, and this is no no heat to anyone, but that Chad Barreford has, you know, is is shilling this project because, you know, it's his baby, he should, and then two, he's making money off of it. But I mean. I don't I don't really think of that as like a an a reason I think is because he has this conviction of no like we need to do this which is another thing of the authentic purpose that you guys are saying with the Thorchain thing um and that's what makes it amazing the way you communicate so like I would say one awesome never hire some random influencers like if JNR JRNY crypto says oh Thorchain or like you hire them never that would just lose, like I work in influencer marketing. And so like, that's just, that's going to, that's going to be bad, but that's what I love about it. And the authentic, authenticness. Um, and then I guess to add on that, um, I don't know if Hillary is related to, to Chad, but um, why Chad, do you not have a check mark? And Hillary
2: does, but, uh, I, but that's it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. So that that is my sister. Hillary is my sister. Uh, she's an, she's an actress in LA. She got check marked because she got it years ago when it was relatively easier to get. Uh, and also she's just a very well-known uh, person in, the, in, the, in her own community. And I guess she's, you know, good at this stuff in many respects. I would actually like to check Mark. It's kind of, kind of fun, even though it's completely pur- purposeless to some degree. But it's a lot more difficult today. They're a lot more stringent about who they give it out to,
15: in a sense. <laughs>
1: Well, they should definitely give it to crypto people like you because I'm I'm sure there's especially as Thorchain gets bigger and bigger, there's going to be some fake Chads uh, DMing people asking for asking for seed phrases if there's not already.
2: (laughs) I mean, there are definitely fake Telegram accounts that I've seen. I mean, right now, if you go to Telegram, you just like type in my name, you'll find like at least one, if not more, fake Telegram accounts of people trying to scam people. So. Just so everybody knows, I will never ask anybody for their seed phrase or any money for any reasonable reasonable reason, just so everybody knows that. (laughs) If I reach out to you asking for your your funds or whatever, don't give it to me. (laughs) Don't do
0: it. Hey, Mr. Animal is actually kind of funny you brought up Journey Crypto because people in his camp are actually, you know, do know and supportive of Rune. Guys like uh, uh, Elio Trades brought them up on, uh, brought ThorChain up on uh, their channel uh, quite often. And it's, I and obviously none of this, like, marketing is is paid for. It's all just because people learn about ThorChain because they learn of its actual innovation and community and what it brings the entire space, not because of any kind of, like, you know, pay shilling or whatever like that stuff will never happen but you know marketing stuff is in the works so
2: by the way i just relatingly i just read this article like i think it was yesterday about moon yes the other thing like moon pay raised like 87 million dollars from like gwyneth paltrow and drake and justin bieber and uh, like, like Paris Hilton and like, there's like a like a long list of like thirty different like sixty different actually sorry at least sixty different celebrity investors to invest almost a hundred million dollars in the MoonPay. I remember reading this thing. I was just like, who the fuck cares what Gwyneth Paltrow is putting her money into? I mean, who is a rat's ass? Why does that matter? <laughs> at all i just was it made me just laugh on the floor just laughing at how ridiculous this, this industry has become in some ways
0: i'm gonna have to get you that candle that smells like gwyneth paltrow's vagina <laughs> i get f- for
2: my birthday
11: <laughs> i i mean to add on to that i mean gwyneth paltrow i mean i don't really know much about Them, But I mean, I assume they're of the older age and the more like, what I guess for the lack of a better term, but boomer age and it could be, hey, you know, we're having people from this kind of age range get into crypto. Maybe it's like a people will be like, oh, if they can do it, then I can do it, too. Um, I know with my company, we did a lot of like music related stuff. So we had, you know, J. Cole, we had a bunch of other people um kind of part of our project and it kind of helped certain people in certain aspects of life be like oh yeah okay if, if they can do that even though Jay cole is worth millions and millions of dollars um his story behind him was similar to other people and then they're just like okay yeah i can do this you know um i mean it was more media and music related kind of marketing so it, it's a little different than like you know some obscure not obscure but some like older actor but I mean I don't know like having people like actually the best I think the best marketing thing for for ThorChain is have people from the community and who are from all different walks of life different countries and stuff like that ages and um, personalities and stuff and like talk and do this kind of thing like like you were saying like your experience with ThorChain like how it's either helped them like I've gotten financial I mean for so much somewhat financial freedom from from chain and crypto but having their stories be told is probably the best thing and best marketing thing you could do because it's most likely authentic because they you don't you're not paying them like they're it's their experience you know um and using that to kind of leverage hey these are just normal people i didn't know there was people from my company from australia who were in Thor chain until I was like, Hey, this is me. And they're like, Oh yeah, I work for the same company. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I did, I thought I was the only person that part of that lifestyle that did that. But now I realize you guys all love partying and I'm like, yes, fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, so, I mean, I think telling the stories of you guys and uh, not even like the bigger Thor chain people, but just like some more like 900 people, followers or whatever or some other type of different stories and backgrounds um you know would be really really helpful because then you know someone like me who didn't know anything about crypto be like oh yeah i'm like that person i can do this you know it's just getting that confirmation of i can do it this is going to help me this is going to help other people is just kind of a good thing. But um, I know I talk a lot. So I'll say one more thing. And then uh, if you could get me off just because I don't know how to work Twitter spaces at all. But if you guys want to do I know you're doing a lot of parties, a lot of conferences. If you guys want to do one in the Bay Area or Central California. Just hit me up. Um, I work in nightlife and whatnot. So we could definitely set something up for
0: sure. So just let me know. Awesome, man. Thank you. Um... We have Schwartz up here
7: again. Oh, I, I requested quite a while ago, I guess. It's it's sort of this weird segue marketing, Thorgin, because that was something everyone was talking about. And I think one of the few things that isn't spoken about enough is the fear of CBDCs and nation states. Um, the fact that there's going to be a lot of CBDC op- oppressed or CBDC refugees, as, as I've been grinding them in my head for a while now, who are going to be running away from their governments or have their monetary tokens like i don't know like usd or whatever native um fiat it is that they've been basing their life savings off sort of really you know um it's going to have a lot of inflation died in it's not going to be worth much anymore and um at a time like that or supposing your charity for instance and you know you've been trying to get um charitable donations then the world's going to shit. you know you have a global depression you have a pandemic you have war um and everything else that comes in between um the only thing that would survive is true decentralization. So when I look at um the little ticker on Discord waiting for the nodes to upgrade, waiting for the churn to happen. Uh sometimes I think uh the guys that I know at Thor Change like, hey, how much more time to go in there, like six hours, maybe 48 hours. I don't know, go to sleep. Uh wake up tomorrow and figure what you're doing, because you know, the node hiccuped, the master node hiccuped. That's proof that this is utterly decentralized. No one else is doing this with the launch of walk nodes or the further um, more expensive master nodal structures where you need even more rune to sort of bond to build this. No one is doing that. I, I don't even get why most people aren't speaking of it, but I feel like they aren't because they're scared. They don't know how to decentralize. And Thorgian's already, you know, you have like a working prototype. I'm, I'm only going to call it a prototype because we have a long way to go. But the truth is that, you know, it's, it's complicated to build decentralized structures because you have to you know, there's a huge margin of human error and human dependence. You have to depend on other people waking up in their different timelines and sort of upgrading their nodes before you get there. And I know a few people who run Thor nodes, and um, you know we've been sort of bullying them into really shutting down and going off to decompress, to a hotel or some such, because you know they're, they're up at all hours, they're getting paged all the time. Binance nodes down, things down. But I think um, it's just it's just such a lesser uh, interoperability and true decentralization is such a lesser spoken of, um aspect of DeFi in general. And I think as we go along, that's one of the few things that Thorchain will really uh, dig a flag staff in. Um, but, you know, miles to go before we sleep, as we say, it's, it's a long way. I
0: think what you say really rings true, especially because you could look at like a very centralized network and you could see how quickly that they can bacon- uh, you know, bring about new things like Stargate launch, for example, li- like putting in billions of liquidity in like le- less than a week. You know, pretty much just from VCs and how quickly uh, they can adapt to changes. And that's just—it's completely different when you're dealing with a decentralized network like Thorchain. Like it, you, you know, because if you've spoken to a node operator, or you've just like been snooping around and like seeing. Uh, how updates actually work on ThorChain, you know that it's actually, it's, it is p- anonymous, completely anonymous people running software that runs the ThorChain blockchain and all the swaps that happen on it. Like, you know that it's not just some, uh, some Coinbase server that's, uh, you know, taking profits out. It's, uh, it's pretty insane that this technology is so decentralized already and it's such in its infancy. And I think the decentralization really gives it, uh, it makes it harder to bootstrap and get to where we need to be, but it gives it that, but the decentralization is what gives us the longevity. Once we get there, that's what makes it, uh, you know, kind of an unstoppable force, if you will. Yeah,
7: that's also why why it's gonna be hard for you guys to get mainstream, not mainstream adoption as much as mainstream shill, and and that's okay what i've been trying to say is that is that it's okay because if you have to go through that bell curve if you don't go through that bell curve you're just another dex in in a landscape where there's like ten thousand dexes and so many more mushrooming every day
2: yeah what i was going to add was that to, to, to add on to that you said earlier uh that i do find that a lot of other projects they they want to be decentralized like they're saying they're going to be decentralized but they launch with a very centralized mentality because it's a lot easier to build that. You can just, you can get up and running, you know, in a matter of a couple months, if you just kind of run everything in house more or less or, or whatever. And they, but they have no, a path to centralization. Like they, they say what they want to get there and you ask them, okay, all right, what steps are you going to do to get to that place? And they're like, I don't know. We're going to figure it out some point in the future. And just like, well, that doesn't really give me a whole lot of confidence in, you know, what you're doing if you don't actually have a clear vision of your path? And I think that's one thing that makes Thorchain unique. That we thought about decentralization from day one. We launched with decentralization in mind. We didn't want to have any team run, you know, nodes. We wanted it to be available for everybody. Of course, that made it, you know, more difficult by a significant margin, and it made us kind of launch single chain chaosnet and multi chain chaosnet a lot later. We could have launched probably six months or, or a year earlier if we wanted to, like, say, "Okay, we're going to launch." and but the team's gonna run all the nodes. Right. We we could have done that. And we actually had that conversation at one point of like, we want to just gonna get it up and running, or we want to run it with you know with us running in the nodes, or do you wanna like wait until we've fully kind of worked out and tested and all these things about having making it safe for anonymous individuals who are on the nodes? And so we ended up obviously going the direction we went, which we just said, let's not rush it, let's get it right, let's show people that this is actually can be decentralized without us being involved as a us as core data being involved with the actual running of the network in the least. Uh, and so that, I find that common within the entire industry, especially in in this particular area that we're in this multi-chain area that people are not thinking about decentralization because centralization is so much easier and quicker. And, and like, you know, you can move tons of funds like wormhole does, you know, or whatever, uh, in massive quantities without actually really being quote unquote decentralized. All right. Uh, prime directive is up
0: again. And then we'll have one more person up and then we'll wrap up. Hey, thanks. I just wanted to add real quick that
10: um, for one, you know, Alchemix is not my project. I'm not a developer. Um, You know, I was just fortunate to be part of brainstorming conversations as a creative problem solver and uh, a meme creator. Uh, So, you know, however, that Thorchain and Alchemix are are two of my all time, you know, favorite projects that have made the most impact on my life. So I have the most personal connections to and friends in. Um, and you know, I've heard the self repaying loan conversation, uh, come and go, you know, Thorchain, chain. And every time I hear it, I just feel it deep in my gut. And it's not just about the self repaying loans, you know, just some of the things Alchemy is doing. Um, you know, it just seems like I just have, to, and, and as someone who's not a dev, like, you know, maybe this is an impossible thing, but like I always feel it deep in my gut. You know when i hear the self-repaying loan conversation and uh, just curious i'm just wondering is that is that possible um you know for two projects of that magnitude to work together on something like that or is there anything else that you know that's been you know mentioned or on the table that you know is it possible for any kind of a synergistic relationship uh, and i'd also add that um, if it is possible uh, I would ha- be happy to facilitate uh, conversations um, or make connections or anything like that if, if if that's something that's being looked at for the future.
2: I'm complete. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a common question I sometimes hear about the idea of self-repaying loans and the, the 4, five, four five design. Um, so what it really comes down to is the is a really there's really two choices here. Now you can, you can do self-repaying loans within ThorChain. That's, that's not necessarily an issue. It's totally possible, but you think about what you're giving up, right? So the choice is either, either this, you can either do self-repaying loans uh, and you wouldn't have the ability to do uh, Thor savings. So your your ability to earn BDC on your BDC without room exposure would go away. Or you can, uh, and also uh, um, yeah, self repaying paying loans and without savers that would go away. Or you can do what we kind of are proposing to the community, which is uh, no liquidations, and we have the ability to to for Bitcoiners to earn on their Bitcoin or or Litecoin or or whatnot. Out of those two choices, uh, the latter feels more correct in my opinion, than the former. The reason why is because one addresses fear, right? Like no liquidations addresses fear, which is a more primitive emotion than somebody doing uh, self-repaying loans, which is, which is guided mostly by greed, right? And greed is a kind of a higher level emotion in a sense. And so uh, the no liquidations with the ability for uh, savers to me, is a much higher value proposition than uh, repaying loans without the ability to, to do savers. And you'd have to have uh, liquidations as well in that scenario. Brilliant. Thank you. It's really interesting. I never thought about that before. That was an awesome
0: explanation, man. It makes a lot of sense because you want people to uh, you know, feel positive about their, their choice to use ThorChain and you know, you could make the loans auto repaying and it's better for the people who are in, who are, who have taken a loan and that gets auto repaid. But at the same time, then you'd have liquidations and there's problems that go along with that. So, that's really interesting. I never thought about the two as fear and
2: greed, sort of. Another way I look at it is that like that when you're doing the self repaying loan, you're technically what's actually happening is that you're taking future yield that you will receive. And you're getting access to it now to be able to, you know, do something with it now, which is a really interesting concept. In the end, you actually are still paying the loan, right? It's, it's just, you're paying it through a different mechanism, but you're still paying for it. It's not like you're getting a, a free loan, right? I don't know if you'll see it that way. Reality is you're just getting what you will have earned in the next year. You're getting it now, which is, which is a valuable thing to provide. I, I love Alchemix and what they're doing over there. It's a really great project and a great team and, and i'm a, a fan of it although i haven't used it myself personally or most of those things in the ethereum space but like um for me one of the goals that i wanted to see at least my own mentality of what i was trying to accomplish with the lending specifically was that the biggest problems that i see within the lending space is that it's incredibly stressful like everybody i've ever talked to and in the lending that i've done in the past Like everybody is so stressed the fuck out when they take out a a loan in the DeFi space in general, because of liquidations, because of like variable rate interest rates that can, you know, inflate themselves to 40% or higher or whatever. And then like everybody gets kind of freaked out. Like it it requires you to kind of constantly have your finger on the pulse of your own loan, which can kind of, you know, like a mental tax on people, right. In a matter of speaking, like it's kind of a non-tangible, uh, a cost that you're paying that you're not really quite realizing you took the loan out. And so what's one of the things that I want to see with the system is like, I want to give a lending design and a platform for the, for the entire industry that gives them a loan where they can actually, you know, theoretically buy a house and not worry about it at all and be able to pay that loan back in their own due time. It doesn't have to be next year or five years or even 10 years. I don't give a shit it Can me. Anytime you feel like it. And that's perfectly fine. And that give people the ability to do that without having any stress at all about that entire process like that is to me, that is a a form of of providing a liberty to people so they can actually improve their lives and get access to a house or a car or or something of this nature and be able to do that without, uh, you know, an, an undue stress. Like, to me, that is much more significant in the space and what that can provide, like humanity in itself than the idea of, like, I can I can degen the hell out of this thing and, like, you know, gain on my gains. I'm personally less less interested in degens and, and like, a degen mentality in general. It's just that's not what I'm interested in. It's just it's outside of this, the span of, like, trying to provide a service that changes humanity, that improves the human, like the human condition in a matter of speaking and so uh, that's what i'm more focused on personally but then that's not everybody on the core team feel the same way that i feel I'm, I'm, i might be different than others some other people but that's just how i look about it how i feel, feel about it if that makes sense to be.
1: that was beautifully put and inspiring for sure and yeah it's such a next order style of thinking versus like a normal defi loan or whatever and I know myself and I'm sure a lot of people listening that are, that are Luna fans can relate to that anxiety just in the past week or so. Like I'm, I'm monitoring my, my LTV, uh, every day recently <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not fun <laughs> for sure. And, and the point that you'd made is like really powerful is, um, you know, like that type of loan, like you're not going to really, you know, buy a house or something like that because you're kind of more just degening around and having it liquid. So you're ready to pay it back. Whereas, um, something like a Thorify loan, it's like, you you won't, you won't have that, that time pressure or that like LTV pressure where, it, and the interesting thing I thought of too, is like, if the collateral goes way up, um, in value, but the borrower does not pay it back, um, to redeem their collateral because they bought a house or whatever. That's actually, that's actually best for the protocol, right? Because now the protocol is just, uh, sort of like owning temporarily this like more valuable collateral that's not being claimed back all of that collateral is still generating yield for savers. Um, so that's, that's a really interesting angle because otherwise you would just have this like immediate, like, well, of course I'll take it back or borrow a little more or whatever. But if you bought a house with it, then you probably won't.
2: Right. And and all that collateral is just staying in the pools, right? Keeping them deep, which is what we all kind of want to see happen. And that's kind of one of the primary goals of the network is to, is to create deep liquidity pools, So people can trade and do all the things they want to do. And so like, you're right. Like if somebody buys a house, which is obviously very expensive and it takes them 30 years to pay it back, which is the the traditional house loan is like a 30 year loan, commonly at least, depending on your style or approach, whatever. Uh, And and over 30 years, what's going to happen to the Bitcoin price? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to go from, you know, the 40,000 it is now to how the number is to tens of millions of dollars, like in my opinion, right? And so all of that Bitcoin, is, oh, it's just gonna stay in the network until somebody, you know, pays back their loan and they get their Bitcoin back, right? So having no time limit on these loans is a, is a very freeing thing, but also a very valuable thing from the network itself, from the network perspective, right? Both people kind of gain from that, both actors gain from that scenario, which is very, very interesting. Nicely, let's bring up uh, Marcus. What's up, man?
15: Hey guys, um, just uh, was wanted to kind of car- respond to something Chad just mentioned a little earlier about you know the simplicity of centralized exchanges versus decentralized at present. And I, you know, give a huge shout out to the ThorSwap team, uh, who you know just released version two, and the aggregator is coming. Um, you know, who are making that a lot more simple for people because really the route to mass adoption and it's a, a well-known mantra is that we've got to stop talking about the technology as much as that as fun it is for people who are tech heads and and nerds in that respect the reality is it's only when we shift from talking about the technology to the the use case that people uh, are going to kind of buy in or begin to use the protocol without even realizing it. And it goes back to, you know, the announcement that Jack Mahler's has made at the Bitcoin conference where, you know, strike and lightning are going to in effect redefine the payment rails that have been in existence for 60 odd years. And that kind of reflects as well, if I think about uh, shapeshift shape shift and how, they have decentralised themselves and are using, in effect, TorChain as their kind of foundational layer, if I could put it like that. And the reality is, if you know, if you're using Shapeshift, you probably, well, you may know you're using TorChain, but the reality is, you probably don't. And that's obviously where we want to move forward. So I'm just kind of curious, to, Chad, you know, and it was good to meet you down in, in Miami, uh, along with Mogarki and a few others. But do you have any kind of uh, updates on? other kind of protocols, concepts, ideas that are thinking about and reaching out to the ThorChain kind of dev team to, to talk about, you know, integrating ThorChain. And I'm just kind of curious as to, you know, is there some movement on that?
2: Thanks. Uh, yes, there's always moving, movement on that. Um, it's one of the primary uh, goals or, or, or responsibilities of the Nine Realms team uh um to reach out and connect and talk with various uh projects for chain integrations um dexes and dex aggregators for integrations uh wallets uh manufacturers integrations there as well so there's there's always a conversation happening on many fronts at any given time with many of these different chains or wallets or dexes or whatnot uh, different ones progress more quickly than others they're, they're very much all of them are slow to one degree or another uh at least from like any outside observer would say it feels slow and it feels slow to me too but um some of them require more kind of conversation and more hand-holding than others some just kind of get it what fortune is doing well i would say a, a very small minority actually just get it and most of them require like an explanation of what fortune is and why it's different and why it's valuable. And, um, and to me, it's a little bit weird because to me it just, it just seems so like, and I just, just, because I've just been around for such a long time and I've been thinking about it so deeply for such a long period of time, but like, it just seems like blatantly obvious, but to these other teams, it's not necessarily blatantly novice. And so we have to go through that process of trying to educate. And, and I noticed that sometimes that like their biases come become hindrances, or or walls to break through or they they kind of I was talking to somebody recently and um uh somebody on on a team, I won't name which one, but but um they were saying that like they were putting Thorchain and other like in wormhole and the other things like as if they were the same thing, as if they accomplished the same goal or had the same kind of uh security risks or had the same, you know, and obviously that's that's ludicrous. I mean, it it makes sense if you haven't looked into the depths of any of them and they from like a high level, like, you know, from a user's perspective, like, Oh, they all do transacting things across chains, I guess, Uh, that kind of high level, it, it makes sense. But the really, the more you read about it and you dive into the depths as I have, it becomes blatantly obvious that these things are nowhere (laughs) close and it's like practically insulting to put them in the same, you know, in the same bucket in a sense, because it's just like, it's a kind of ludicrous uh, comparison in, 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 in many ways. So there's always that going on and always varying degrees of success, always varying degrees of movements. Each one of these teams has their own dev cycle, their own roadmap that they have already planned out. And so, where do you kind of slice ThorChain in and that, and that devs roadmap is always kind of a tricky thing. And obviously we have no control over that ourselves. We just have to encourage them to make it a high priority because of the value proposition that we're giving to their community. But it's, it's gonna be something going on for a very long period of time throughout the entire year. I'm hoping to see that the things just kind of land at different times throughout the year and we'll see start things kind of landing. Uh, I can't guarantee anything, obviously. Everything's just in the works and everything's in up in the air. But we're actively working with very, like a, a significant amount, a very large quantity of individual projects to get interactions and that kind of stuff, integrations and that kind of stuff.
4: Yeah, uh, I'll add a couple of thoughts. So I've also participated in a lot of these integration conversations. And I think, you know, like Chad is getting at, there's a lot of kind of um, folks reasoning by analogy for some of these things. And the, the reality is that kind of like distorts, you know, how Thorchain can fit into their, um, these other products. And I think that the other thing that we're finding is that, you know, there's a whole multi-chain stack, um, or cross-chain stack that, you know, these different, different products need to, um, get kind of educated on. And then you, then the kind of aha moment is that you can plug into native Bitcoin. So just like getting folks to that point in a conversation can take a while. When we talk about Bitcoin, you know, they're thinking in their mental model is all around wrapped Bitcoin. And then it takes, you know, 30 minutes into the conversation before they get that it's native. So there's, there's a lot of, um, friction on the education side, on the technical side, and then and then getting them to that aha moment. Um, so yeah, we're pushing on a lot of fronts. I think there's, I don't know, 20 or 30 different integrations that we're tracking um, and pushing on. So a lot of progress there, um, more to come. And we're also working hard on that kind of cross-chain uh, tech stack uh, so that we can explain that very easily and, uh, and reduce the friction
0: on their engineering team. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Um that's it for today. So thanks for coming out.
1: Yeah. Thanks to everyone. This is, this is a really fun one. And, uh, thanks to everyone who shared their early stories and, uh, you know, reflected on all the progress that, that we've all witnessed, uh, really cool to hear everyone's experiences and just makes me even more excited for the next year, the next five years, the next, Twenty years, <laughs> and uh, we'll be here for it. I
2: saw. I just saw cam jump in. Can from uh, Delphi. I was going to pull him on stage, but I need to He just dropped right back out. God damn! I was going to get him on stage because he's wrote this really great report about chain He did like deep analysis into the actual data and metrics. DM him real quick. I'll, I'll stay on uh I see if i can hit him up
0: yeah um mm-hmm. also speaking of that we need to get we, we, we've been needing to get do kwan on one on, on a, a terra launch space <laughs> that that's been uh not happening for way too long
1: yeah does does a big shot <laughs>
2: yeah for sure all right we'll say we'll say a couple minutes here yeah it'll happen I'm cool with that. I just DM him on telegram, to kind of pull him back in. So I love to have him talk to the, uh, the community and just talk about what he, what he found and all that kind of stuff. Um, Cause he, he, it was a great, I mean, it was a great read. I know it's, it's expensive to get, like it's, I think the, the subscription is like a thousand dollars a month. And I understand that's outside of the reach for, for many people but um but the 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 document was just like such a great read and and, like you know it's hard to read that thing and not feel super bullish at the the end of it
0: yeah and it it kind of uh just shows that that you know obviously these aren't like paid you know shills or anything like that it it shows that people who have very very sharp minds in this space are actively looking at Thorchain and see that the value uh of Thorchain is is real and tangible and the network is just like kind of still, it's still bootstrapping, you know, it's not, it's not late. It's very early, it, especially one of their points saying that, uh, Thorsense are the the most efficient, uh, capital in all of DeFi is absolutely just insane.
2: Yeah. So that report is like, you can think of it as like the opposite of a moon boy. Do you know what I mean? Like where moon boys is kind of like pump shit just to pump it and, and, and whatever. Um, uh, and like just, Kind of highlight the the positive only and, and that kind of stuff. Like Delphi Digital in general, um, they don't really they're not moon boys or anything. Even though like Thorchain was actually the uh, um, uh, Thorchain was the first investment that Delphi Digital made, and they actually just I didn't know this until recently until I was at the Ethereum conference. But they like they maxed out everything they had and they just like put it on their they put it even more onto their credit cards. <laughs> like they went like they went like heavy in because they did this like super deep economic analysis of the design and they released a report. Like this is way back when, this is like, must've been in 2020 at some point where like the, the rune price was at like eight cents early days. I remember this too, because like they were, we had so many meetings with them, myself and other, um, uh, early individuals where they were just asked us questions. Like, what about this? And what about that? And like, if this happened like this, what would happen like this? And then like this, we're constantly trying to like, it took us like, many meetings and and, and interviews, whatever, uh, to like explain every nuance and every nook and every cranny. And they just like went all in after they kind of realized the, how solid the economics were, how solid the design was, it wasn't about hype and this kind of, you know, and getting Drake and Justin Bieber to to sign online or whatever, but like it actually was a fundamentally like a really strong design and and offer something that nobody else in the space can, And does it in a way solving a problem that nobody else can solve. And so they were just like, this is kind of an obvious, um, investment. So they went like super into it. They bought, they bought in, I think it was like between 10 and 20 cents, I guess somewhere. And they just went super into it. And obviously the, they're doing very well, uh, because the price is obviously a lot higher than, than, 10 or 15 cents, but then they reutilize that funds to, to be able to invest in other interesting or, or, or like valuable projects. Right. And so that's what like, kind of really fascinating kind of thing of, of Thor chain success has helped to actually produce funding in a sense to other projects in the space, which is really kind of a nice little kind of cherry on top. Yeah. You think Unfo- he's going to hop on or? No, he hasn't, he hasn't replied to me. Ah, that would have been great. All right. We'll, we'll do it next time. I'll try to pull him in next, next Friday. I'll try to like yeah. schedule with them.
0: Yeah. If we can schedule that, okay. that'd be awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that next time. Awesome. Uh, Doe too. We can get We can get all of them on. <laughs> yeah. So actually a little update on that. I was just talking to Doe's, uh, I don't know, uh, Doe's uh, personal assistant or whatever the person was. I don't even know who she was, but she was trying to help figure out a time. For, for, for to figure out spaces with, with, with Joe and myself or somebody else on the team. So th- that thing gets still going to happen. It's just taking a little bit longer to get there and we're, we're going to keep on poking on it until we can get it, get it happen. All
1: right. Awesome. Good to it. hear It's still. It's still going to happen. Most likely. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks everyone.
2: So, so Candice replied, I'm just, one last thing we can leave. Candice replies he's, he's, he's outside. He's in a loud place. You can't, you can't join me right now, but I'm going to get him to come next week. Sounds good. All right, guys.
0: Thanks. Thanks. Awesome. Catch you guys later. Mondays, five PM. Actually, no, probably not this Monday because it's a you know holiday. But uh, you know, catch maybe maybe we'll do another space next week, and then we we're always on on Fridays at noon. See you.
10: Bye. See you.